0: and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks.
2: Well, welcome to Sports Lounge Live. What is this, August? 17th 17. today, and what's 17. the show number, Chris? Number 156. 156. We'll take it away, and Sean and you, and you can update them on another way that they can contact us today
3: okay well first of all we are in our new time slot welcome to 4 p.m eastern time and of course we moved it so it'd get away from conflicts with sports and naturally the red sox and yankees are coming down to a big finish <laughs> in their game today but that's the way the world is but it's uh, you haven't Leonard. missed you
4: haven't missed anything so far chris
3: i heard i heard shaw fly out so yeah they loaded one out that's the last i knew So we're,
4: and uh yeah. KK is about to walk if he takes if he keeps not swinging well, that 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 that's a good thing. That'll okay, get okay. it run not here. Faces loaded. All
3: right. So anyway, first of all, before we do anything else, and we're going to thank immigrant for uh, doing a nice show as she always does and uh, building up a nice audience for us. And we hope we can keep them. That was the idea. Uh, we came yep. in with a better audience than we have for a long time. So we hope people stay tuned. If you like sports, or even if you just like good conversation with people that uh, like to give each other a hard time and have fun, uh, you'll enjoy this. And first thing we need to do is uh, wish Rick uh, Swan, one of our panelists. A uh, happy anniversary. He and his wife Linda celebrating their 48th anniversary tomorrow. And Jerry and Judy Spiata, well well known legend listeners, celebrating their 48th anniversary tomorrow. So they were both married on August 18th, 1973. Jerry and Judy got married like around noon or something. They told me once. And uh, Rick, you got married around what six o'clock at night, something like I that? About Five seven, I think. Yeah. Was that late? Yeah. So it was in the evening. So they've been married longer. So any any questions, any <laughs> pitfalls you may run into, Rick, you can check with Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was all about it. But anyway, so, um, well, we have a big agenda here tonight, of course. This is a bi- another busy time of year. So, um, first of all, we will give the, the death list. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we we're telling you that things have been kind of quiet in that uh, realm. However, we got 13 of them this week. So, uh, Although this a is number an all-time
5: of them, And a lot of them were, happened, then they just got reported. So, some of them were around a few weeks. A, a couple, couple weeks, of them were. But, a
3: couple of three. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. either way, it's still the most we've ever had in a so we're yeah, two, outs, uh, two outs now, Chris. Two outs now, and okay. he didn't walk. So No, he out. two outs out. Uh, Who's up for Dugo, I think? Um, okay. No, I, then we, uh, okay. Hunter Renfro, I, I think, isn't it? Is it Renfro? Oh, was he mm-hmm. sitting second? I didn't hear yeah. the lineup. Okay, mm-hmm. so then we'll go through the panel, and people will make their comments, and we'll do baseball. We'll do the NFL. We've got the scores and the schedule for you. We, we won't comment on necessarily every game, but if somebody saw it or somebody wants to say something about the game, we'll talk about it. Okay. He, he had a full uh, – uh, schedule of preseason games this week: uh, college football, NHL, NBA, a little the tennis, a little bit of track and boxing so the death list. So here we go. Vito Valentinetti, 92 years old, MLB pitcher and batting practice pitcher uh, for uh, many years afterwards. Ken Clark, 73 years old, punter from the CFL and the Rams, and punter in the 79 Rams, uh, so he made the Super Bowl. He's one year in the NFL, but mostly in the CFL. Tony Esposito, that's a big one of the week. Uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, Tony O, as we call him. He was uh, 78 years old. He played for Montreal for one year and then went to the Chicago Blackhawks and was there for 15 years and a great goaltender. And then, uh, let's see, uh, Neil Craig, 73 years old, NFL safety. Roger Herring, 88 years old, Wisconsin lacrosse head uh, football coach. Paul Brewster, uh, 85, Austin P, head uh, football coach. Johnny uh, Groth, 95 years old, outfielder, and one of the last uh, St. Louis Browns. I think there's only four left, and the Browns, of course, went out of existence in 1953. Uh, Russ Washington, 74 years old, San Diego uh, Chargers defensive lineman, then turned to an offensive lineman. Will Power, oh no, that's that's our winner of our Indy race. We don't want to give that away. We don't want to switch to no. the other uh, death list because, after all, he needed two sheets for this. Yeah. Joe Walton, tight end for, uh, actually, I didn't know he played for the Redskins. He did. He played for Washington, the Giants, and then, of course, he was the head coach of the Jets uh, uh, and Robert Morris uh, University. Dick Shafraff, offensive lineman for Ohio State and the Cleveland Browns. He was 84 years old. Uh, let's see, and then a state senator in Ohio. Uh, Rich Malotte, Washington Redskin, linebacker, 54 uh, years old. He won two Super Bowls. Uh, Bo Scott, 78 years old, running back for uh, Ottawa uh, Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, John Pease, longtime defensive coach for pro and college. So, that is quite a lit. The so game is, before, and the game
4: is now over. Yeah,
3: Chris, it's over. Five to three. The Red Sox lost 5-3. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, and game two, will, game 2 will be tonight. It will. So um, the uh, we have a little NASCAR uh, and uh, Indy note. Will Power when the Indy road race. Uh, on there was an r- Indy uh, road course at the at the Brickyard itself, and then uh, and Austin Sindrick, I guess his name is, won the Xfinity road race also uh, a race also at Indy. No, that was then, also a road race too.
6: Yeah, and then AJ yeah. Allmendinger, AJ Allmendinger won the NASCAR portion of of oh, the events that took okay. place in Indy. and
3: and then um, so uh, the thing is, they were all uh, road races. That the Allmendinger won a road race too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the two the reasons. and and yeah. the two, the Xfinity and the IndyCar, Car, were back to back. So that was one uh, all on Saturday, and then the other one was on Sunday. Yep. So, so well. The Red Sox got to play, my comments, the Red Sox got to play one of the Triple A teams in baseball this week. And there were five of them, I think. Um, yep. And uh, that doesn't mean they're the only bad teams, but they're the teams that basically are kind of just so low in prospects that you just don't expect anything from them at any given time. Baltimore, Texas, Pittsburgh, Colorado, and Arizona. They really yep. don't have much going. And uh, so the Red Sox got to play Baltimore, and they swept Baltimore like they were supposed to. But here they are today, and they lost the Yankees. I mean, it was a good game. They lost 5-3, to three, and... They had the lead, but the bullpen gave it up. But, of course, the lack of starting length has worn the bullpen down. So it's really difficult for them. I mean, right? It, it does. They're they're playing better baseball. It's not as dire as it was. And they, you know, most nine times out of ten or 85% of the time, it seems like the team who lost the first game wins the second game in these doubleheaders, especially in split doubleheaders. So maybe the Red Sox will eat better than the Yankees or something. I don't know. Although they're home. So what can you say? But the Red, you know, the point is the Red Sox are fighting with the A's for a wild card spot. The the two wild card spots for so the one and two. But the Yankees are only like a game behind them now. So they're right there. We'll be running the standings down pretty soon. But uh, You know, that's the way it is. So the Red Sox are still in contention. It's not over, but uh, they do need to shore up things. And uh, we'll be talking about they did make another move, uh, a minor move. But, uh, you know, it might help them a little bit. But they, they did get Chris Sale back, and that's a good thing. So anyway, Rick, what is your comment?
7: Okay, well, first, as we mentioned before, tomorrow's forty-eight years since I've been married. I got to give a shout out to my lovely wife, Linda. Forty-eight years—that's she's got to be a saint. Forty-eight years with me, <laughs> and uh, you know, like to they say that you know, behind every good man there's a good woman sitting in there, and as long as Linda doesn't find out that woman's there, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on, the Red Sox. Like you were saying, Chris, I, I really think Cora has burnt out this bullpen. Um, I mean, how today had, had thrown fifty-three pitches. Through four innings and he takes them out. And
3: Sunday, Rodriguez pitched six innings. He had thrown like eighty-two and he took them out. I just, yeah, they really have a thing about how going through the order the third time and yeah. they had him let him do it against Tampa Bay on uh, Thursday and he got killed. Really? So, I think this no. bullpen's burnt. Um, other than yeah. that, watching a lot of football this week. It's been,
7: I I really enjoy it. I'm a, I'm on full scouting for my fantasy football
4: draft. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and, and he and, usually uh, wins. So watch yeah. Out, so. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. So Perry. Well, the state fair is underway here, and uh, the weather has been absolutely perfect for it the first few days. Now it's hot again, though. So now those people who go to the fair need to stay hydrated, you know, and do all that stuff you're supposed to do. But it was interesting this morning, uh, Governor Reynolds was on the radio, and uh, she goes to the fair about almost every day that it's going. And one thing that that people like about the Iowa State Fair is that the governor is so accessible because, you know— a lot of the politicians, they go around and they have security, which obviously she does, but, um, the people from, who come in from out of state wow can i get a picture because my governor isn't this accessible <laughs> so uh she <laughs> well, said you know all the has... governors
3: around the country have become more famous you know everybody knows you know it doesn't mean we all remember all their names but right. we know the governors because they were all on television all the time like a year and a yeah. half ago for but
4: six months and, ago. and she said and but you know the, the nice thing about seeing somebody at a fair or something like that as opposed to hearing them on a tv or a radio is you learn their their personality you know and when you hear them on tv you know they're all also I'm providing you this information and you know, whatever right. the information <laughs> is. But at a fair you you know, you see their personality, what they like to do and and, and eat and all this other type of thing. So <laughs> I you don't that live far from I the fairground I do not know live- it's a couple of miles, but um have you been but over yet, there yet? I have not. It, the, and the bus, of course, if I want to take the bus, it lines up, oh, about a block and a half over. So. But it oh, sounds good. like the attendance is pretty good. It sounds like people are having a great time at the fair. A lot of big concerts. Blake Shelton was here, among others. Uh-huh. So... Uh, that's what's going on in the great state of Iowa. Bill, how about the great state of Indiana?
2: Well, let's see. We've got that state fair going on. I've not heard anything about our governor, though. So. Uh,
4: I think the I mean, Reds need to cool down for two days, Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, they, that would help. They're, if they're, they're not know. careful, they'll sneak into a wild card spot. No, yeah, yeah, they're going to they're no, catch San Diego at this point. You
2: know, they're playing pretty well right now, except the bullpen, I think, is going to be their Achilles.
4: Uh, yeah, know, that was the issue. That was the issue last night. Was the bullpen? Yeah, yeah and Joey the Votto uh,
6: accomplished a major milestone. Yeah, we'll talk, talk about it. that? Yeah, yep.
2: but that was good. We a couple observations I made. I was a big watcher of the Colts game in their exhibition. Tried not to get too excited. I was a little impressed by the the guy um, Eason in the first half. But then I was really excited about the guy from Texas, Sam Ellinger, um, in the second half. And so both quarterbacks bring something to the table. So I really, really enjoyed that. And next week they're going to flip the script. So we'll see how it comes out or if it really matters in the end. We'll see. But uh, knowing the track record of the quarterback, I would say there's a good possibility a backup quarterback is going to be playing a lot.
4: I would think. I would think
2: so. I I think that's that's probably a given. (laughs) Yeah. We um, also, you know, I've been checking a lot of NFL action out, and I found that SiriusXM's coverage was oh. The timing, the way they were doing things was not quite as good as it usually is. Maybe it's not in the season, but tune in live was excellent with, you know, they just went to the local stuff and they just did a good job on that. That's just Mm -hmm. my opinion. And the third thing I, I would say, our controversy of sports hosts getting let go. They just named one and the guy that had been there all that time, they let him go on Friday. So that is really causing a little Who, who,
4: who was it, I mean, though? A who guy listen. by the name of
2: Big Joe Stasniak. Remember we did a clip on him last year because he was suspended because he was making some remarks that probably shouldn't have been made about the black community and people Oh yeah, I remember that You know, different things that you know, you might say privately you probably don't need to be saying that on the radio and I think paybacks are hell I think that's probably what's happened here the guy that was backing him jeff left to go to boston well, and <laughs>
6: but we can look for some fiery radio here i guess yeah he uh, <laughs> matter of fact jeff gave a very good interview on sunday
5: in the globe uh, oh well, i'll uh, have to and, look at that And it, it may also be bill because hey it's a new show the new guy that you're bringing in the guy from the dot com for the fans. you know let's have a fresh start now i'm sure he's going to need a sidekick
2: yeah they're 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 interviewing people right now, and they've they've got some pretty good talent. I don't think that'll be an issue. And then, of course, we're watching our Reds, and those things will play out the way they Play out, but there'll be some twists and turns, and you folks in New England may have some changes coming too. So well, we do. We reading... need. A,
3: we're going to need somebody to fill in the Len Ordway spot. That's coming up in a few weeks. We know that. Well, I'm and, talking about uh, quarter. You no, know, right. is behind the sports hub, so they're going to want to do you know some right. shuffling. They got some talent there, though. They they can move in and out. Some people who work on the Red Sox, where that guy Brian Barrett that works on the Red Sox pregame is very good, and this guy Steve. Uh, oh, I can't remember his last name, but he works with uh, Rob Bradford sometimes. So there's some younger guys that are have right. some good potential. But I'm just
2: talking about you. And, Bill,
4: we don't know yet, I don't believe, unless you found out something that I haven't. It does not look like, at least during the preseason, and maybe it will during the season, but for TuneIn, it does not look like... You're able to listen back to the game oh. at least during the preseason. It doesn't. Now,
6: work. I know, uh, Perry, during the regular season, we could listen uh, to Sirius XM games you know, during the week, uh, but you can't do that, right, during the preseason? I,
2: I have not found that you and can. And I think they just no. put okay. this together. And,
5: that, and you're talking, though, for the tune in premium, correct? For the
2: tune in premium, premium, yes. But, but, uh, but we will yeah. tell you on your dot, Sean, the new one you just got you for $2.99 you can get that same service a month and be yeah, able to do the same. Member,
4: yeah, if you're a Prime member, it's $2.99. Yeah. And if you're not, then it's $3.99. So either, either way, it's, it's pretty either good. Way. good. It's yeah. a, yeah, it's you a you good just tell, You just tell it to add TuneIn Premium You say enable. Yeah, just tell it to enable,
2: right. enable Live. Right. I will guarantee you in live, yes. your wife, uh, no, tune TuneIn Live
4: or TuneIn Premium? TuneIn no, Live. No, you tell tune TuneIn Live.
2: TuneIn Live. Okay. And your wife, Jennifer, will know all about prime she knows how to shop she's got that figured out (laughs) so don't worry about that and the other thing is and sean will be talking about this they've made some enhancements to our local number so we're able to bring that back to you so sean will tell you all about that
4: but before that we want to hear from robert
2: right no, Robert well, no.
6: uh, welcome to Burning, California. <laughs> uh, we uh, Our fire situation is absolutely horrible. Uh, incredible smoke in the air. Uh, you know, so if you live in Northern California, at least you have to uh, pretty much stay inside uh, because the air quality is not good. We also have a governor recall going on, so
4: things are heating up politically as well around here when is recall? now without getting too political robert what when is it and what is the um what is the general scuttlebutt that you've heard
6: uh well uh the recall itself will be on tuesday september 14th okay uh and the general consensus here because this is a democratic state they think he will survive um because there's more Democrats than any other party here in the state. That's why so Basically, they
3: what they're doing is voting as to whether to have an, a, a recall election. In other words, first you decide yes or no on that. Then yeah. you have the election after that, correct?
6: Right. Well, uh, in in our ballot that we just got, it says either vote yes or no on the recall. Yeah. And depending on how you vote, then you have a list of candidates you can vote for to
5: replace. Oh,
3: so then oh. You, you you can have that election right then. That's so right. you could put in oh. there could be a new governor on the fifteenth. If that—that that, that is it. correct. Okay. But, I it was too, too but,
6: but but they don't think the state, at least the state scuttlebutt is they don't think that there will be a new governor. Okay. But a lot of people in this state are very unhappy with the way that uh, yeah. our governor has handled certain situations here. And the, so. and,
4: but the polls do show that it's probably in a in a democratic state like California. The polls I think say that it's maybe closer than it should be. Yes. Right.
3: Ramless well, himself. he'd be up for a re-election next year too anyway. Okay. That's yeah. right.
4: Another, so whoever wins another. has to turn around and run again. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> anyway, so, go ahead, Robert. And
6: and by the way, he's raising money for both purposes, but not only for the recall. Uh, he's also raising money for his uh, uh, election campaign. Right. So and he's he out of all the people that are running, he he's outraised them like five to one. So okay. uh, it's it's even though we're going to have this election, which I don't agree with because of uh, the fact that we're going to have one next year, I think that everything's going to stay sad, of course. Cool. But on, uh, other, other than that, uh, my A's are kind of struggling. They lost two out of three to Texas, which wasn't good. And we're playing a very superior White Sox team uh, uh, this week. Uh, the White Sox, next to Tampa Bay, are probably the, the cream of the crop of the American League.
3: Well, Houston's uh, so, right there, too. I think they are yeah, a big three right now. Yeah,
6: well, I'll, I'll bet and, you're
4: appreciative to the Royals last night.
6: Yes, but I don't expect much help the rest of the league, so, you know. <laughs> Um, so Tony LaRussa being 76 years old, he knew what he was doing when he said yes to his job because yep. uh, with the advent of adding Craig Kimball uh, to the bullpen, forget about it. If you get the White Sox starter out of the game, uh, that bullpen is a lockdown bullpen. And if anybody in baseball knows how to use a bullpen, it is 76-year-old Tony LaRussa. So, yep. And I know that from personal experience uh, from him managing the A's all the uh, all the years that he did here, so, yep. um, and uh, I'll be covering uh, the boxing later, there's been some significant changes, and we'll update you later. Sean, why don't you go ahead and talk oh. about what you got to talk about, and give everybody all the information. New numbers. One thing, old numbers, yeah, and new one numbers. Thing, yeah.
5: yeah, one thing, though, uh, with the time change now, of course, of course, you know, we've had a little pest control issue with a neighbor, so they've been stopping by on Tuesdays just checking in of course. Wouldn't you know, on the first day we move, the guy comes by at 3 o'clock instead of when he's been by at like 11.30 or something, right? Yeah. Well, luckily, it was during Chris's talk, so he was able to Yeah, was listening to that anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, you it was during Christmas trip. time, so I mean, the neighbor was stalled enough, and he was gone before it <laughs> came my turn. <laughs> oh, I can, I, if
3: you ask me to talk some more, uh, you know, I can always do that. <laughs>
5: That's right. But anyway, also in school, back in session here, I hear the the school bus dropping kids off. Actually, right now, pulling up out there. So, right for the elementary. So, and of course, we, as it said, the three one seven number is back. So you can call in on the normal Zoom number that you have, or if you just want to dial uh, in directly to a phone line without all the Zoom codes, just. Three one seven eight eight six one one zero three, 317-886-1103 and you can talk about anything or the zoom number just any zoom number and then the code is two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. hit pound key twice that's on zoom that's not on the 317 number that's on the zoom any one of your zoom numbers or zoom app that you have and you can talk about things like oh uh, the poll question and we're going to talk about some of the best sports moves that work out either for a team, a player, a coach, a league in some cases. And one of my ideas, uh, a league you know, that made a big move for something that changed a lot of things, you can check that out. Also, contact us throughout the week, 800-693-0595, option 2. Or 773 572 7715 or sportslounge dot net, And don't forget Robert and his crew if you want all of this boxing talk, uh, Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, or is it 7 p.m. Eastern. No, it's 6 ringsidereporter. dot ringsidereporter.com or you can download the podcast at RingsideReporter.com. And you
6: can so. also call in and uh, either participate or listen. If you want to listen, do not press any buttons. It's 323-870-3857. So there yeah. you go. All
5: right, folks. Okay. Now I guess we can get on
6: well, to... Before we, before,
4: we do, before we do that, Chris, we do have one hand. So uh, okay. Jerry's, Jerry's apparently got a lot to say. So Jerry, if you want to unmute mm-hmm. yourself, and happy anniversary to you and Judy. Jerry. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah. well, thank you, guys. First of all, I got a good report from the doctor today. Things are looking up. My esophagus uh, uh, is uh, doing better. Good. We'll see what's going to happen with that. Mm-hmm. But I have a couple of interesting things. Um, we'll first, decide if they're interested. Now you can say it, Jerry. We'll decide if
3: they're interested. Judy <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> and I got married at two p.m. on the All day. right, huh.
3: so you beat Rick by about five hours. Yep. Okay. Yeah,
1: Okay. Um, well, I have a date for the Field of Dreams game next year. Okay. Morning, it was August 11th. Okay. Oh, so it'll now. be on a Thursday, just like yeah, Thursday, Thursday again.
4: And, and we know and we know it'll be the Cubs
1: and the Reds. So Bill Cubs and I, will, the red. Bill, Bill, Bill and I yeah. will be able to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Ironic yeah. enough, on the day we got married, uh, that Saturday, the yeah. Pirates were out in Los Angeles playing the Dodgers. It was a night game.
3: Uh-huh. And okay. of course, the
1: Pirates are playing the Dodgers now. 40. Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, Every right. every once in a while, these things happen. Even with uh, the cutback. See, in those days, remember Jerry? They used to play eighteen games a year. So uh, you know, well, I mean, no, twelve games a year. I'm sorry, But the other uh, yeah. division now, it's only seven or six or something. So it is pretty hard to with an interleague well, and have more teams more now too. Yeah, right? well, had the We did, but You so. used to play twelve uh, against the other division. So yeah, yeah, 12
5: right. Games. Eighteen against yours. And 12 I think the Red Sox were
3: hosting Kansas City when Rick got married. Pretty sure.
5: Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, yeah. Jerry. Uh, well
3: that's all I have okay well you may come in sure. and if you have any other comments come back in and uh, we'll we'll yeah, talk to know. you oh. all right Okay, on to baseball. On to baseball. So here are the standings, and going in, and this is just uh, without the Red Sox uh, result having lost the Yankees. So Tampa Bay seventy-two and forty-seven. Red Sox were sixty-nine and fifty-one. Yankees were sixty-six and fifty-two. So you see that the they're now even in the loss column uh, that they've lost that game 69-52. Yankees sixty-seven and fifty-two. Um, Toronto 63-54. Baltimore thirty-eight and seventy-nine. Triple A Orioles as like that. In the Central, we have Chicago sixty-nine and fifty. We. We have Cleveland at 57 and 60. Uh, I think they're done. I think we could put a fork yeah. in them. We don't have to would agree every yeah. week, but they—they uh, they were just out of the Tigers, and the Tigers went out, out last week. So I think we can pick a fork in the Indians or we'll run down the wild card uh, permutations yeah. in a moment. Detroit at 58 and 62. Minnesota 53 and 66. Kansas City 50 and 67. And you wonder why I don't put them in the AAA category again? It's because they're in transition. You know, they're trying to build a team. Some of these other teams are so far away. Maybe they're trying, but they're so far away you don't see it. Or well, and they—they they, just, they just recently. They right. won
4: a World Series, too. Yeah. They right. won right. five Kansas years City though. and
3: Minnesota contended last year. So, yeah. yeah. So, there you go. In the West, we have uh, Houston at 70 and 48. Oakland at 68 and 51. So, what, two and a half out, Robert? Yep. Uh, Seattle, 50, 63 and 56. The Angels are 59 and 61. And Texas, uh, 42 and 76. So, looking at the one I think you wa- can put
6: a fork in the Angels. Oh,
3: yeah, oh, oh we did, I think. Did, no, we haven't done no, that yet. No. no. Not quite. Not well, yet, we'll, yeah. we'll evaluate that. Yeah, let's see okay. what we got. Okay. okay. So for the wild card right now, we have the Red Sox at uh, sixty nine and fifty two. We'll give them that lot. And then the uh the A's are at sixty Eight and 51. The A's right now are leading. So you get 17 over. So what do we got in these other divisions? Well, you got the Yankees, as I said, just a game out of the wild card. Right. Um, Toronto is four out uh, of the wild card right now. So they're hanging in. We just uh, said Cleveland, because Cleveland is now like uh, 10 and a half out. So I think we can forget them. Minnesota, Kansas City, we don't need them. Okay, Houston. Okay, Uh, Seattle, 63 and 56. They're five and a half out. It's going to be hard, but they still have a little chance. The Angels, 59 and 61. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can all right. So Cleveland and the Angels are out. The yep. National League, Atlanta, sixty-three and fifty-six. It's the East's turn. The Braves are now on top. The Phillies had their week. Now it's the Braves' turn. And That's the Braves right. and the
4: Braves the, are hot right now. They are,
3: the Mets, they are after, very after, hot, of course, hot right the Mets now. had three months, and then the Phillies got a week. Now the Braves, sixty-three yeah. and fifty-six. Philadelphia, sixty-one and fifty-seven. Game and a half out. Mets, fifty-nine and fifty-nine. Now three and a half out, and they're having to go. Uh, they had to play the Dodgers at home and got uh, wiped out, and now they're out in San Francisco. So, yeah, and, and then after that, the Dodgers in San Francisco again. Yeah. That's so
7: Right.
5: There's the Dodgers
7: in San Francisco. Okay, we're, 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 we're better. Every once in a while a stat I hear a stat that just blows my mind. Do mm-hmm. you hear that, you know, that the Mets lost two um extra inning games to the Dodgers this weekend? Yeah. You know, before those games the Dodgers with the season they've had
3: were one and
6: twelve in extra one inning. One in and twelve an in extra inning. Yep. Wow. I couldn't believe that one It's I heard hard that. to believe.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that is. Okay, so the Mets fifty nine, fifty nine, uh Miami fifty one and sixty eight and Washington fifty and sixty. Really Washington has uh gone home. They've lost about eight or nine in a row too. Yeah, now. well I mean, they, they sold off half their teams. They did. Yeah, they, did. they they got rid of they did tons of people. Uh, yeah. In the central we got Milwaukee seventy two and forty seven. We got Cincinnati sixty five and fifty five. So seven and a half out. That margin's, you know, six, seven, eight games. That's been about right. But uh what's happening is the Reds are making a move on the wild card. And Saint Louis is doing much better now. They're sixty one yeah. and fifty six. So they're they're kinda uh, Make it a little push. The Cubs are fifty-two and sixty-nine, as we said. and Pittsburgh is forty-two and seventy-seven. In the West, we have San Francisco seventy-seven and forty-two. Unbelievable!
6: they so, the best. Uh, they've they've had the best record in baseball pretty much all year long.
3: So, yep. Dodgers at the seventy-three and forty-six. So I think it's what four games out. Four games. Yeah. Yep. Uh, San Diego uh, has been struggling. They had trouble with the Arizona Diamondbacks this week, sixty-seven and fifty-four. That's the, the thing. Rays are going to
6: catch them, in my opinion. it, it looks, looks
3: like a Colorado fifty-three sixty. Six and Arizona thirty. 38 and 81. So, boy, get Colorado, I call them a triple A, but they're 15 games ahead of the the Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so as we say, the, uh, the uh, Padres are leading the wild card. They're 13 up with 67 and 54. In the East, the closest team is the Phillies, It's 61 uh, and 57, so four and a half out. Mets now six and a half out. If they're not careful, another week and a half, they're going to be eliminated here yeah. in, in our thought process. Yeah. In the Central, we have Milwaukee. We have Cincinnati, 65 and 55, only a game and a half behind the Padres. And the Cardinals, 61 and 56, only four games out. So they've made it, you know, people kind of said, oh, forget the Cardinals and Cubs. Uh, I don't trust little, the Cardinals. <laughs> a little too early with the Cardinals. The Cardinals, uh, you know, to find a way to put it together. And again, I kept saying to everybody, nobody could really tell me how healthy these pitchers were. If anybody was going to come back, whether any of that's happened, I don't know. Well,
4: remember, and uh, Jack, week, uh, the... Jack Flaherty just came back. Well, there you and go. Re- that,
6: that's and remember, read. this week the Cardinals have to play the Brewers, so. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's
3: going to you know make things tough. But the Brewers are kind of locked into where they're, they're going to be. They're yeah. going to play the National League East winner. They're going to be the second seed, so they okay. don't have to really worry about anything. So the Cardinals may catch them. as a, They've been playing well, but they may catch them at a relaxed time if they really need the game and, you know, you, you just don't know. Okay, so we had our early game, the Red Sox and Yankees. That's over with the Yankees winning the game 5-3. to three. Red Sox had the base loaded with nobody out, didn't score. 7:05, the Red Sox play the Yankees again, the second game of that doubleheader. Toronto at excuse me, Toronto at Washington, 7:10. We have Baltimore at Tampa Bay. The Braves are at Miami. The Angels are at Detroit. The Cubs are at Cincinnati. 7:45, Milwaukee at St. Louis. We have, uh, and that helps that it's going to be in St. Louis. 8:05, mm-hmm. Seattle at Texas. 8:10, Oakland at the White Sox. Uh, Cleveland at Minnesota. Houston at Kansas City. 840 San Diego at Colorado, 940 Philadelphia at Arizona, 945 the Mets are at San Francisco as we said, and 1010 Pittsburgh at the Dodgers. And if I haven't looked at my clock, but I would imagine it we're We are past point.
4: the break, so why don't we take the break? We do have some baseball notes, I imagine, so yes, we, do. Yeah, we, we will do. take a break. Come back with the notes. Maybe. Keyboard Cat,
2: Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets.
4: And we are back. So, Chris, what do you have for notes this week? Okay. Well, the first thing was that Carlos
3: Rodon went on the 10-day injured list for the White Sox. He was to start the Field of Dreams game. So Lance Lynn started that, but it, well, he was not involved in the uh, decision because it was a nine-eight uh, White Sox victory—a walk-off, I guess, home run into the cornfield. So yes, yeah.
5: Cool. Oh,
6: Tim Anderson.
3: Tim Anderson, and uh, now we, uh, Jerry, announced we've already got the game for next uh, year, uh, August 11th, Thursday night again. Uh, the uh, I guess the Cubs will probably be the home team, and the Reds I would don't think so. Yes. Be. Yeah. Uh, Tony La Russa wasn't there either. Right. He Wasn't there because of a funeral. So
4: that's correct. Anyway, interestingly enough, Chris, what people don't ever know about major league baseball teams is look at all the people that they have to bring on for you know to help out in in various things if you're outside you have to have a meteorologist that serves you and all that stuff so i mean the town of dyersville had to do that that mark schnackenberg who is the meteorologist at the nbc affiliate in waterloo served as the Uh, meteorologist and I would assume that he'll do it again next year um, would be my guess, but Mm -hmm. you know, just all the, the different things you have to do to host a major league baseball game. And I don't think a lot of people realize all that. Yeah, no, and it cool. was a
5: good opening, I mean, with Kevin Costner yes. doing the whole speech and, and the crowd shit and when he said Is this heaven? And the whole eight thousand people hiring, No, this is Iowa and, Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And it's fitting because if you've seen the movie, of course, there was a White Sox connection, Stuart's Joe Jackson, and everything yeah. mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the movie. So I mean it was really and the people coming through the cornfield. And over on the field where they had the movie set, you had a youth baseball game going on at the same time. I think American Legion or something yep. and the night yeah. Before, the night before they did it's game with a team from Chicago playing a team from New York, a youth baseball, a oh, high cool. school right. age, a high and, school all-star um, team from Chicago playing a team from New York the night before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they need more of these gimmick-type games. I don't know if every year they'll get the same success on the Field of Dreams game. It was the highest-rated baseball game in regular season since 2005. I don't know if they'll get the same. But those gimmick-type games, like, all right, this week you got the Little League World Series game. I think they're still doing that. In the, you yeah, that. But you do the Angels and the Indians, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear a lot of talk about it. Like, I mean, that's something they would promote. Like, they could do things like, oh, that Sunday night before the championship when they're not playing the College World Series, have a game there in Omaha on that field. Have yep. do something like, let's say, oh, the Red Sox, maybe we'll go play a game at our over here in Portland, Maine. You know, we got a double A affiliate there. Play something like that. Do. Do little gimmick things like that. That's where that's the one thing. College basketball and the NHL
8: they yeah, do NHL right too, with yeah. those
4: gimmicks. They do the Cubs right. Used with those to do that. I mean, the Cubs used to do that. They used to come here and play uh, the I Cubs. Oh lot. yeah, they a lot of it. the teams. They I not done it like a regular season game. game, not not a exhibition, but do like regular regular season
5: game. Now they're gonna. I mean, because you have eighty one home games, so I mean, one or two games giving up the gate. Is not going to make a big. Well, it does to some
4: it,
3: teams. It does to some teams. It does well, to, you know, if you sell out like the Red Sox and Cubs no. and so forth, but what you what you could do is divvy up the TV money differently or if the ratings are good, they could work something out. I mean, you know, yeah, you can do these and, things.
5: Right. Yeah, they, they have that because, like, and as we've talked, about, baseball gets in their own way as far as a good publicity opportunity. Right. They get in their own way a lot of times and, you know, yeah. they have an up the opportunity difference to with the NHL like is this. if you
3: have uh, these, these uh, classics at Fenway Park and stuff, Got more seats, but they, you know. Yeah. Yes. In place, now, but fewer
4: seats. and another thing during the Field of Dreams game, of course, the national anthem was Maddie Poppy. She was a an American Idol contestant from Clarksville, Iowa, which is just up the road a little piece. So uh, that was that was good. I, I heard um, that, thought she did well.
2: And we have good. a caller too, by the way. <laughs>
4: We, okay, we're going to bring ahead. on a
2: caller here go in just ahead. a second. But one point I want to make before I bring on this caller: Did you read the article and the information about the San Diego Padres? You talk about baseball where it makes a difference: two hundred million dollars in debt.
4: Wow! I mean, and they're they're still adding players,
2: and they're still adding yeah. players. Listen, I think we've got Dick coming on here in just a second. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Hello, boys. I hope hey, you're doing how's it going? going? Hey, Dick. Okay, I got uh, the. Dick, bowl, do you like? The, do you like the new time? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, good. I think it's good because the yeah, I thought five to seven uh, local time here was kind of yeah. bad because uh, you know the news and dinner and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. This is, right. I, hope I hope it works for you guys. I but Bill, so. I'm sure glad to see your uh, red legs giving the floats a good whipping. That's good. keep hoping Yeah,
2: I think Perry and I can but, give uh, the Cubs a good whipping right now.
0: Yeah, I think right now we all. <laughs> I think we can all do it. <laughs> it's mm. terrible. They, they want to give up everything. Um, hey, you got your topic about the the poll question. Mm-hmm. Uh, about teams that get, get advantages. Well, I think a two trade to my, that I really think about uh, the Cardinals getting Lou Brock. Oh my God! Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. probably yeah. the worst one of all was when the Minnesota Vikings gave away everything to get Herschel Walker. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. That, yep. Oh, yeah. Was, that was crazy. Yep. I don't know what mm-hmm. they were thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is baseball. I and mean, baseball will find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. They oh, always. Do. Yeah. Well, they're about <laughs> to have a strike. That'll do it. Yeah. Yep. yep. they sure amp. Well, unfortunately, the the uh, the, the um, owners they can't uh, be united, and they will not. They always cave. They well, always
3: they, you know, yeah, they they basically do, and uh, the players. You know, it's it's really a thing where it's kind of amazing because the owners are going to be there long term. You know, you've got owners that have yeah. owned these teams for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years, the families, and you know, the, but the owners don't stick together like they do in the
0: other sports. You're right. No, so no, in NFL, they and, and I'm you know, I'm a pro union guy, but uh, I the the players union uh, it, it's got it, they've gone way too far. It's gone too far the other way.
3: Yeah, no, and I'm a pro union too, but uh, yeah, it, it, it and you know really. You're t- hold, you hold on,
4: hold on, Chris, just a second. now. Dick, you're talking. Or are you talking about the baseball? Because I was baseball. Doing something. Yes oh baseball yeah definitely the sad part about the baseball union is you know there's going to be a strike because those they can't even decide whether the sky is blue or not
3: no, any two sides is. The yeah. thing, too, about this coming up is you've got players already grandfathered in. You know, you can't. These contracts are signed. You can't take money away from Harper and these other guys with all right. the money they got. So how do you work that into a proposed salary cap? Would it be uh, come in after a while if you got one? The other thing is you need a team floor. You you should not have these AAA teams like the Orioles and Pirates stuff just allowed to pay the peanuts to the players, you know, the minimums and stuff. They need to play, pay like they actually intend to win something. That should happen too, you know? Make it a high floor. I, I, I agree, agree with you. Hope you know, because really these play. guys make money anyway, you know? It's, it's not like they're not making money. And uh, give it to the players, and then maybe the players would be more willing to have some uh, kind of a salary cap or something uh, worked in if you made it a, a floor for those other teams that don't pay anybody.
6: Well, like in hockey, Chris, there's a mandatory floor that you have to spend. Right. You know, sure. should be. you have your maximum, and then you have your minimum. And I'm sure and there, there is in
0: NBA and the NFL too. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense, really. Yep. It, it, it's it, it makes it a little more even. All the NBA though, know, I mean, the, the good players are going to go with their buddies. But well, yeah, in the football. NBA
6: that's another problem in itself. So the players pretty much control that league. You know, yeah, they, but
3: the product the product is okay. And if, and if you get one of those players, you know, and he can get his friend. it's a, it is it's a little like a play a playground basketball that way. But you know, every league's got its different characteristic. I think the best overall for personnel moves and what happens is the NFL because, you know, you uh, the not-for-long league. And, you know, you, you've got a producer, you're not there, and maybe the <laughs> no team is stuck with, with a cap hit, but the guy doesn't have to be there taking up space like you do in the other league. You know, right. look at this Chris Davis who just retired. Ridiculous oh, yeah. he was there that gonna, long We're going to talk you know? about that, I'm
0: sure. We are. Yeah. Okay, well, we better move you, on. We got cut. Yeah, you heard sure about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, we did, okay. we did. Okay. We did.
0: Okay. we'll be talking about that. All right, Dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thank you, Dick. Thanks for the call, and go. I'll back again. Okay,
3: so go. I think uh, the I may have the I think I made a typo when I wrote his down. Uh, his name, the Corbin Burns struck out ten. Uh, yeah. uh, no, the, that's uh, correct. That's correct. The, uh, yeah, you, got uh, you, got uh, you got it. it, right. it. it was, uh, he, he he struck out the Cubs, or he, he he's on the Cubs. He struck out ten in a row. Ten in a row, and he's on Milwaukee, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. so And that was ten at the start of the game, and the uh, the other guy that did it was Aaron Nola this year against the Mets, and then uh, Tom Seaver did it at the end of the game in, uh, 1970, uh, in
4: 1970. Against San Diego, yeah. yeah so you, t- you, know, you, t- you talk about the bad luck, though, with the Cubs. Uh, they had <clears throat> last Tuesday, Alec Mills, their starting pitcher, was rolling along against the Brewers, two mm-hmm. and a third innings, Basically, I think they maybe had one little infield hit or something. Then along comes a rain delay, and then they have to go yeah, to the bullpen and can't get anybody out. Bill, were you going to say something? to No,
2: him. no, I went by that's Okay. okay.
4: So
3: Jake Arietta was cut by the Cubs finally and uh, picked up by the San Diego Padres.
2: <laughs> they have no. Uh, San
6: Diego has a
3: lot of injuries. That's why he was picked up. So okay, Austin Romine will come up to the uh, to the uh, was going to come up to the Cubs and Austin and Andrew Romine will play together. They're both catchers, right? No,
4: Andrew's an infielder. Andrew's an infielder,
3: okay. And, of course, we had Kevin here, their father. And then last
4: Thursday, Chris, when Austin made his season debut... Uh, Andrew had to come in because, of course, Cubs are getting blown out, which is common these days. But Andrew came in to pitch in the ninth inning. Okay. Okay. So he yeah. got to oh. throw to his brother. Oh. Okay. Wilson
3: Contreras was uh, on the IL, and that started all this. And again, Chris Davis retired uh, with the Orioles, and he had uh, he was out all this year after uh, you know, and he played for thirteen years. He had two years left on his contract. The Orioles way overpaid for him. Yeah. And uh, then we had uh, one of our friends. Tom on the phone system said he... uh there was a may have been a, a PED issue that he never did very well after he was suspended for PEDs. I didn't remember that he had been, but he certainly had a group, one one or two great years and then went right down the tube. So
6: yeah, no. it was
3: really embarrassing when he used to play for the Orioles. You know, uh, the whole very,
6: very bad investment by Baltimore. And uh, from what I understand, they don't really have anybody under contract for next year at all. From what
4: I, I am hearing, the Baltimore Orioles are trying to cut and cut and cut because then the Angels those boys want to sell the team, but they want to cut it so much where they make a bigger profit.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, as,
3: as Sean said, the Field of Dreams uh, was the biggest regular season ratings game since uh, the day October 1st of 05 when the Red Sox and Yankees played and the Indians and White Sox. And we had the screen and screen thing because they were playing for the division uh, title in both the uh, Central and the East and the wild card. So that was uh, quite a Saturday when they, they da- did that. Yep. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, so I guess Four and, uh, and the, half
0: million people watched by the way the yeah. wo-
3: the woman yeah. who uh, <clears throat> uh, bought the property had written to Rob Manfred about getting a game there every year. I guess she's now died, but it's she did continued that, and so that was that was a good thing. uh let's see. Uh, let's see, I think that takes it for the Field of Dreams. We've talked about that a lot, but a lot of people were this week. I, You know, it was more baseball talk than you often hear
5: on, on just oh, national shows. Did not, uh, yeah, but did not you know the um, shows we've been talking about it. They're yeah. not like Good Morning America yeah. and like, yeah. our local shows were talking about it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Go, go ahead. Right. You, talk,
7: you talk about the difference between baseball and football, as good as those ratings were. It was less than the
3: ratings for the NFL Hall of Fame exhibition game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Jacob DeGrom was going to be at least out uh, till mid September. So that's, again. Uh, I,
6: I still say he's going to need Tommy John. surgery. Yeah. Uh, you know. maybe
3: may be right. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, Gil- Tyler Gilbert for Arizona pitched a no hitter at his first start, and it was eighth of the year. And it actually set. The- so the way this works, uh, remember, Robert, you said it uh, set the record, and then David said did, it tied but- the record. Well, the deal is some uh, some years in the. Non modern era. So you're right for what we go by 1900 on for modern okay, baseball. Okay, all right. Get that to record. So, okay. But there were some other years that had it. Uh, Bobo Holloman is the only one who did his first uh, start as a no hitter, uh, you know, pitching a no hitter. Now, this is right. this guy's fourth appearance. So whether Bobo Holloman did it on his first appearance, we came very close here with Billy Rohr in 1957. Yeah. Got to one out in the ninth inning after a great catch by Eastremsky, and then Elton Howard got a hit. But, yeah, was uh, it two
7: outs in the ninth inning?
3: Was it two? Yeah, it was. I guess it was yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. So, but that. Uh, you know, that was the closest I ever heard of a first appearance. But anyway, uh, and he no-hit San Diego. Uh, first, first uh, Fourth player to do it in his first start. We had the first two were Theodore, uh, Breitenstein in 1891, and bumpus jones in 1892 <laughs> okay and then, and then the, so there you go uh the all-time record uh, was seven set in 1884 apparently before uh mm-hmm. third no hitter for arizona randy johnson did a perfect game in 04 and uh, edmund jackson a no hit tampa bay in uh, uh 2010 but it was the first one in arizona that had been done yeah
4: and, uh, by, uh, and, by, the, and by the way to, just for a uh just for a um, Pete, note here that is the first no hitter. Remember, we were having them seemingly almost once a week yeah. or so. Yeah. that's the first one since the sticky stuff went away. Yeah. That's, that's
1: correct. Yeah. That's uh, I mean.
6: And Madison Bumgarner right. threw one earlier this year, but it
4: doesn't count because that it is seven Seven innings.
1: innings. No, nope. that, yeah. that's
4: why. That's why Robert, during the broadcast, you didn't hear them mention it.
3: Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. So we were mentioning that Joey Votto got his 2,000th hit last night, and that's a good uh, career mark for him. And uh, we already talked about Jake Arrieta, and we did say uh, that Travis Shaw... Uh, was cut. Uh, oh, by the way, his ERA, uh, ERA is six point eight eight right now. Okay. So, and Tampa Bay signed David Robertson from uh, who was had been on the Yankees, and also uh, Travis Shaw signed with the Red Sox after being cut by Milwaukee. Uh, he hasn't hit for a couple of years. He hit pretty well for two or three years for both Brewers and Red Sox. But yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on. So maybe they and
4: Jake win. Arrieta gets rewarded tomorrow by the Padres. He's going to start in Denver. That's correct. In you know,
3: Coors <laughs> and... Great. Well, and but the thing is, they, they said it was at a good at bat today with the bases loaded. So, you know, it didn't work. But, uh, you know, uh, Trevor Bauer is being accused by an Ohio woman now of... uh You know, and she's got a temporary restraining order, or she had it on, and Washington posted that report. And apparently, the case
6: in apparently the case in Los Angeles is now in court. They had their first day of testimony yesterday,
4: so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, She supposedly
3: was she choked he he choked her while they were having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Now
4: he told the apparently the Ohio case. He told the the Ohio woman he didn't want to be in jail for killing someone, but if he would see her, he would have to do that. So yeah. that's why that order went into effect. You're gonna
3: make yeah. me mad, uh,
6: yeah. you know. Uh,
3: anyway, so all right. Any any more baseball? No, um, I think we got it all.
6: Miguel oh. Cabrera is one home run away from 500, okay, and he's, four, and he's 49 hits away from 3,000. So all right. Those so are, maybe some
4: fans will come to the Tigers games, and the Tigers have some good young players. They so you may as well go they do. They that can do. Be it. Be fun. You know, that's another thing uh, for the I-Cubs. They are in St. Paul this week, but when they come home, they have a homestand and one of the teams, it's Toledo and Omaha, and one of the teams on that is the Toledo Mudhens. That's the Detroit Tigers uh, yes. AAA team. And the two of the Players for Toledo by that time will be, when they come here, uh, will be two of their number one prospects. Riley Green is one, and Spencer Torkelson is the other. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm sure the iCubs will get nice crowds because people, they love to go out and see the the prospects here.
3: Yeah. Okay. Any more baseball before we switch to the NFL?
4: I think that's it. I think that's it.
3: Okay. So we're going to go through the scores, and and basically what we do is always talk about the regular season games. If somebody has something to throw in, a comment about something they saw or noticed or heard, about any of these games well they can stop and we'll talk about it but basically we're just running these down so everybody knows who won and who lost and uh, and then we'll give the schedule Patriots beat Washington 22 to 13 the one thing I would say is there's this young guy Steven uh, Stevenson who uh, out of Oklahoma I don't remember his first name but his first name is Ramondre. ramondre I knew his a name yeah <laughs> anyway he uh, he scored two touchdowns and you know the Patriots do want to run the football this year so they've, they've uh, already got Harris and they've got um, Sony Michelle so they're trying to have a uh, depth of the running back position. So whether that does them any good, I don't know. Yeah, know these he, um, these teams yeah. that have kind of a uh, quarterback controversy. I I kind of wrote down their
7: stats. So okay. I, Matt, Matt Jones was um, thirteen for nineteen, but only for eighty-seven yards, which is it's less than seven yards of completion. Yep. And then uh, Newton didn't get much of a. He was four for four for seven for forty-nine yards. Is the feeling that he's going to play more against the Eagles this week? Jones? Uh, no, Newton. Okay. Um, I, I would assume so. I mean, I think it's, I think he's still going to start, so I think he's going to play a little longer. Yeah, but they, they,
3: Jones played more than he did, and Newton started, so I don't know. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pittsburgh beat the Eagles 24-16. The Patriots and Eagles are having a combined practices yesterday and today, and they play Thursday night, as you'll see. Tennessee beat Atlanta 23 to 3, but Atlanta is the first team that is vaccinated. Yes, 100%. That's very good. Okay, Buffalo beat Detroit 16 to 15. Arizona beat Dallas 19 to 16. The Bears beat Miami 20 to 13. Now, I was listening to some of the first half. I didn't listen to the second half, but boy, the Bears stunk in the first half. And, uh, you know, they they couldn't get anything going. I guess Field got it going in the second half. That's what I hear. You you said you heard some of that, Perry? I
4: did, yes. uh, He he played a little better as he went along.
3: Yeah. Well, I and mean, again now Dalton the the well, the
7: guy they think is going to be the starter. He didn't get much of a shot. He was no, two he for did. four two for four for eighteen yards. Yeah. Um Fields was fourteen for twenty for one hundred and forty two yards. He had a
3: rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Okay. Now, here's a game that I didn't hear any of, so I, I, I'm i mystified by it. Denver beat Minnesota 33-6. to six. In Minnesota, yeah. how did that happen? That's know? Because,
4: that is because, well, we know all the Minnesota quarterbacks are in the COVID. That's
3: true, too.
7: Right. So that. I
4: imagine that's one part of it. Yeah. Okay. And well, in
7: those quarterbacks for Denver, Bridgewater was 7 for 8 for 74 yards, mm-hmm. and Locke was... Uh, uh, five to seven for 155
3: yards. And okay. two touchdowns. So they both did fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland beat Jacksonville, 23, 13. We had Baltimore over New Orleans, 17, 14. The new New Orleans saints, uh, announcer was on there. Perry, did you hear him at all?
4: I did. I heard a little bit. He's, he's okay. Um,
3: yeah, he's got some, needs some work. Uh, he does need you know, some work. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know you can tell he's a professional announcer, but he just hasn't done much football. It looks like, and he has kind of a weird voice. He said he's yeah. from seventy miles from Baltimore. He had kind of a Maryland kind of accent or something too. I, yeah. I noticed that. So I mean, you could, got, you
4: could tell that he hasn't, you know, that he was rusty because Deuce was having to help him quite a bit. And uh, but he has
3: a nice personality. He's got a he sense does. of humor and stuff. So I think he'll be all right. We had the. Uh, I'm sure Rick. Uh, if you, I know you tried to listen to it, but you couldn't. Jets beat oh. the Giants twelve to seven. Did you see any of that? I caught the replay, but I missed, I missed the first hour of it, so I missed anybody. Okay, who... all right. right. Yeah. Oh, anyway, okay, Cincinnati beat Tampa Bay 19-14. to 14. Now, I know it's exhibition, but that's just weird any day it happens.
4: And I don't think Burrow played at all in that game either.
7: No, no. no I don't you know, actually, they, they said today that Burrow's probably not going to play the whole preseason.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, Houston beat Green Bay, and that's weird whenever that happens.
7: Yeah, so to well, part,
4: yeah. uh, part of the reason for that, obviously, is Green Bay didn't play anybody, and, and Jordan Love until he got oh. hurt late in the first half. Frankly, uh, I don't know if you saw any of it, Rick, but I did. But Jordan, he did not look good at all.
7: No, he didn't. It sounds like Green Bay is not happy that they they don't think they have that quarterback in the future.
4: No, and the the problem is they've already agreed to let Rodgers go anywhere he wants to next year. Well, keep keep in mind, that can always, you know, should things go well, and and, uh, they can always amend agreements, too.
3: Right. Well, that's true. And uh, I just have a feeling about the Packers. I don't know. It just these yeah, are the kind I, of things, you know. You, you see these Super Bowl stories, you know, and and somebody, you know, like could be his last game ever for Green right. Bay and be at Super Bowl. So, and I mean, that's why that's why I say those two Chris, but, If
4: they would go to the, let's say that hypothetically they win the Super Bowl, he may right. decide, gosh, I want to, re- I want a chance to repeat. Yeah, it. yeah, you that's know. Right. But in, in all honesty, Jordan Love did not look good. But in his defense, he didn't have any of the number one guys really either.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Kansas City beat San Francisco nineteen to sixteen.
7: Yeah, you know, no, um,
6: the, one, the one thing I did hear about this game is Trey Lance apparently looked very, very. Yeah, clear. I heard that. He did. Yeah. He did. Well, yeah.
7: I think that's a little overrated. Um, he was five for fourteen for 128 okay. yards, but you going to take out that he had one completion for 80 yards and a touchdown.
6: Well, that's, that's what they're talking about yeah. around here. With yeah. So,
7: it, I mean, other know. than that, he's like three for 14 for 48 yards. And yeah. although I did hear that he had
3: about three or four passes dropped. But yeah. yeah. Okay. The Raiders beat Seattle 20 to seven. What's up with that, Robert?
6: Um, I, I watched, I watched the replay of that on on um, Sunday and, uh, they looked okay, but they didn't play anybody either. Nate, uh, Nate Peterman was, he played the whole game so you know and he's going to be number 3 if he if he sticks around on on the depth chart so yep. um but they they looked okay for what it was. Uh, Gino Smith, the backup for Seattle got hurt on the very first play of the game. <laughs> so Seattle may have to look for another backup because the rest of the quarterbacks they played during the game did not get anything accomplished. So I so. probably
4: all right. I'm yeah. probably going to botch this name but the, it, this just came across the Packers are bringing back quarterback Jake Della Gala for um, quarterback depth uh, because oh, well, Jordan Love did not practice. Today. I didn't remember him ever
3: being there before, uh-huh. but
4: there you go. That's how often
3: he played. Okay, Chargers beat the Rams uh, 13-6, to and the Colts beat Carolina 21-18. Bill, what would you want to say about the, the Colts game? I think you talked about it a little bit before.
2: Well, a but- little bit. I, I would say, you know, Carolina is playing second, third, fourth stringers, just about anybody they could come in. They did not play any first stringers at all. So, you know, Jacob Eason showed more in the first half than I thought he would have and played in two years. I thought, oh my. But, you know, and then Ellinger picked it up the second half. He's brought a dimension to the Colts quarterbacks that they haven't had in a long time and that is the ability to run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And is, it,
4: is it yeah, possible... Be that hypothetically, Bill, if they would decide they want to go with with Wentz and Eason maybe as the quarterbacks, do you hang on to Ellinger and we use him as a quarterback, maybe at times, and also as a runner. I mean, would that my be? Case my no. case, a yeah. I would right.
2: say no. Well, I mean, what I know, they're getting paid the big bucks. <laughs> but I would say, I've heard
5: that could be. An, I've heard that, that could be an option,
6: though. That, that well, could be. Well, and remember, an have both the coach and GM just got contract extensions. So,
2: I, and I would also say, Frank Reich. Can do a lot of things with quarterbacks for some reason. Right. I, I'm, I really, yep. I, I thought that was a bunch of hype, but I'm not sure it's not true. And well, the, Nick
6: Foles oh, sure it, talked about him.
7: The Colts and had, both of those quarterbacks, I thought looked pretty. I mean, Eason was 15 for 21 and 183. Right, and Ellinger was 10 for 15 for, 15 for 155. So right, they both and so, pretty good. You know, yeah, okay. But
2: they had they played had no offensive line. The Colts, you know, you got your Nelson out and. The guy yeah. that they got from Kansas City, God knows when he's going to play. So, you know that it's what it was. But they look pretty good, anyway. It gives okay. us something to talk about on sports. Yeah, Cup. that's
3: right. Okay, so we got the schedule upcoming for week two of the exhibition, and we'll see what happens with that. The Patriots are at Philadelphia this Thursday night, the nineteenth, seven thirty uh, p.m. Then on that's the only game Thursday. Friday yeah. is Kansas City at um, Arizona, Arizona at eight p.m. And, and I believe that'll be ESPN. Yep. Yeah. it is. Okay. Cincinnati at Washington, 8 p.m. And then uh, that's all for Friday. Saturday, we have Buffalo at Chicago, 1 p.m., another one of these Chicago Bear Saturday afternoon games that they like. Uh, the Jets are at Green Bay at 4, 25 p.m. We have Atlanta at Miami at 7 p.m. Baltimore at Carolina, 7 p.m. Detroit at Pittsburgh, 7:30 p.m. We have Tennessee at Tampa Bay, 7:30 p.m. Houston at Dallas, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Indianapolis is at Minnesota, 8 p.m. Well, that's good, Bill. You might get another win there. Minnesota's Mm -hmm. struggling. Uh, The Raiders are at the Rams at 10 p.m. Denver at Seattle at 10 p.m. On Sunday, we have the Giants at Cleveland, 1 p.m. That's an old throwback game. Mm -hmm. Uh, San Francisco at the Chargers, uh, 7.30 p.m. And Monday, we have Jacksonville at New Orleans, and that's 8 p.m., and that's on ESPN, so your first uh, Monday night telecast.
4: One thing to mention, Chris, one thing to mention with these telecasts that are on the NFL network, if Mm -hmm. you have a local... Broadcast. So example, you you get the Patriots games locally. If yep. that game is on the NFL network, you get your local broadcast, not the NFL network. You will see it. When yeah. they replay it, you'll see it. But as it airs live, you get your local broadcast. So whatever team yep. in your town carries the game, you know, turn to that channel, not the NFL network. Right. Yeah, like we yeah. got Cowboys in Arizona on our local channel Friday, not on NFL Network. Yeah.
8: yeah.
7: But okay. you know what surprised me is I thought last year, like an example Thursday night when the Patriots played, I thought the NFL Network didn't, In, in, in you know, if you're in that market, they didn't play any game opposite that game. But this year, they and when the Patriots played Thursday night, the uh, NFL Network played the Pittsburgh the game. Philadelphia game. Yeah.
5: yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. And
7: amazing. then uh, Seattle dropped Alden Smith for off field.
6: Well, yeah, he's, yeah been nothing nothing new. New.
7: <laughs> he's been nothing but trouble, Rick. Yeah. So. And then just yeah. a, an interesting stat, you know, it's we've had sixteen, uh, no, 17 preseason games so far, counting the uh, Hall of Fame game. Now, two of those games, teams played other teams in their own conference. Dallas played Arizona and Cleveland played Jacksonville. So you take those games away, we've had 15 interconference games so far in the preseason. And I know it's preseason, it doesn't mean anything. But the AFC has gone 14-1. and Wow.
3: The only only MCT to win was Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. And, of course, uh, Dick mentioned, uh, so we should just uh, highlight it, that uh, Tim Tebow was cut again, uh, this time by Jacksonville. And And,
6: uh, if you you watched any of the film on Saturday, he does not know how to block, and that's why he was cut.
3: Okay. Okay, All now right. uh, David found some stuff that ESPN Hold on, hold that, that, on Chris, Bill, were you trying to get it. I'm in?
2: just going to give you a quick bulletin. Just take for the five seconds that it's worth. Texas Governor Greg Abbott tested positive for COVID. Surprise. Oh, surprise. Wow.
3: Right. What a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> anyway, okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, we want everybody exactly. to be we okay. But be okay. Uh, yeah, Okay. All right, so um, so there's are, there are some interesting things that Tom Brady can do uh, this year with v- various things in the record book. All-time yards. He needs 1,155. He's that many behind Drew Brees. Of course, Brees is retired and he's a lot of his competition in a lot of these things. He needs uh, uh, for completions, he needs 364 to catch Brees again. Uh, Three or more touchdowns in a game. He has 93 uh, in in, in various games. He's tied with Peyton Manning and Brees has 97. So if he gets five more, three or more touchdown uh, games, he'll pass him. First quarterback with multiple wins after 44. Uh, I guess he'll, he'll be the one that is, cause he's like, uh, and then uh, let's see, he's make his 300 start in his first game in uh, this year. He's got mm-hmm. 299. He he can win against all teams by beating the Patriots in the week four. And you know they don't play that often. So if he doesn't beat them, he won't no. ever beat them. No. So the eighth uh, title, others with four. You know you can obviously go for that. Right. And he can and tie and he can tie uh, Michael Jordan with six Finals MVPs if he gets the M- uh, MVP in the Super Bowl. So right. Uh, those are some things on Tom Brady's bucket list. That's, uh, this year year
5: well, and you talk about okay i heard something today you have they said the top four teams from each league going that predicted to win the soup to be in the super bowl or to win their league championship and get in the super bowl of course the number one matchup is a kansas city tampa bay rematch yeah then of course you know number one like the number one in the afc is kansas city number two baltimore number three buffalo and number four cleveland and then in the nfc as you brought up green bay tampa bay is one green bay two uh, San Francisco three and the Rams are four, oh, uh, and then well. it drops way down as far as the odds
3: to be in the Super Bowl Yeah, and of course odds are just kind of crazy. I mean, who who'd you say Dallas at three? No, no, uh, no, no, San Francisco. San Francisco. That's even a little crazier because their quarterback yeah. situation is so up in the air. I can't yeah. see that. It's just they had so
5: and many Dallas injuries in last so year. The they East. did. They did. Dallas is in the NFC East, so yeah. And by the yeah, way,
7: well, Chris, I just realized that you know with the seventeenth game thing, that you know, the Patriots could end up playing Tampa Bay next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Because uh, is that the division that they play? Uh,
5: oh, I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying it could be. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But, no, you're right. But my point on the odds deal because it, it dropped way down from Tampa Bay and Green Bay, then the Forty Niners and. And Rams are like way well, – I mean, it's not I, even close.
3: I don't really – uh, what, the, what the do you think of the Rams, uh, you, uh, Perry? I know we talked about it at the beginning. What do you think of the, the business about Stafford and, you know, having him with McVay and so forth? Do you have much hope for
4: the Rams? I think they'll be fine. I, I don't – you know, I unfortunately, I did not see any of that game this week, so I, I would, I'm going to try to watch them this week. Um, but uh, I, I think they're going to be fine.
3: I guess yeah. like yeah. a drop. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. quite a drop off, and that's the difference in the conferences because you see, there's the two, you know, um, Tampa Bay and Green Bay, and yeah. they're so far ahead of these other teams. And you know, we got four, you know, every people you can argue for any of the, you know, the, the Bills, the Browns, you know, the Chiefs, and uh, what was the other team? There's another one that's right there, Baltimore. You can argue for yeah. those teams uh, pretty strenuously. Um, so,
6: Rick, to give you an example on the schedule this year, the Raiders. Of course they're in the AFC West. Their yeah. division that they're playing in the NFC is the NFC East. But oh, yeah. our uh, but our extra game this year is with right. the Chicago Bears. Right?
7: Yeah, I understand. I just don't know, you know, what, what rotation they use in next year for right. that extra game.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah the extra uh, yeah. game we,
3: yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll see how that works. And then yeah. you know and all of them gonna be in the AFC cities this year and next year they'll yeah. be in the NFC. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay, so anybody else got got NFL before we move to college with well, the NFL? Before no, we, uh, that's it for me.
4: Before we move we do have Jamal with his hand raised. So, Jamal, okay. come on in. There go, Jamal. All right.
9: All right. Hello a couple things here, gentlemen. Hello. Yeah. How are y'all doing? A uh, couple things here, gentlemen. First of all, a lot of people are ranting and raving about how great Justin Field looked on Saturday's game. I missed the Saturday game. So, uh, excuse me. I was at a meeting, so I missed the Saturday game. But from Wireside, Fields looked good. He did. And... And, uh, and if he continues to progress, uh, I think it's going to be very difficult for Matt Nagy to uh, start Andy Dome. Yeah, yeah. I think Jamal, he's a I was, hold on, Chris, Jamal, I was listening to the
4: game and it sounded to me like that they've already said that at least on week one, Dalton will be the starter. That's what Thayer and uh, Joniak were saying. Okay. You know,
3: well, that could be I think that he's got a shorter leash though, Dalton, because correct. Newton was an MVP and, you know, uh, Belichick got a little bit more to fall back on that way. So, uh, and, and this is the number one pick as opposed to the number 15 right. pick or whatever he is. Not number one, but the top right.
9: five so pick, I, whatever he I also is. want to talk about Major League Baseball. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm happy to the White Sox have continued to win. And unfortunately, they lost two out of three to to them stupid Yankees. <laughs> they should have really won Sunday's game. They were
3: saying, and they, you know, they were right, because I listened to some of that Sunday game, that it was a playoff atmosphere. It really was. Oh, You know, it the White Sox and, and they, Yankees. Yeah. And, a, and, and, they, and they
9: peed that game away. They gave up a two-run homework at the top of the night, so that's when the White Sox made their comeback and fell short on the bottom of the night. Mm-hmm. So I was disappointed by that. Yep. But I think saying, the White the Sox sideline, have a but, lot
4: of time to recover, Jamal, because that division is over. So I think whatever yeah, the White Sox, right. you know, if they have players that are banged up, they got a lot of time to heal up.
9: Yep. Well, right, but I want them to play well coming into the playoffs. I don't want them kind of slumping and slumping it off. They're well, only of like course, 15 to 15, 15. You know, every, every family break, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I want them to try to catch up. And try to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they can instead of having to go to, to Houston or to Tampa Bay. Yeah, well they're all or pretty close are, So they're they're still in that yeah. mix, so you know. Or places of that ilk. you know, they just want I just want the White Sox to put the pedals in the middle. But do you really want to play the Yankees around. if they come in as a wild card right away? Uh, I don't <laughs> you know. know if I want Well Yankees have been playing
3: the best I, baseball I, since the you know, since I think it's July sixth or something, been playing about yeah. eight hundred baseball, so
9: now, what about the Blue Jays? How well have the Blue Jays been playing? They're doing okay. Well. They, yeah.
0: they, they do
3: all right. They've got the hitting, but there's always something a little short on the, on the pitching side. And they, You know, it just doesn't yeah. quite. They, everybody's so excited about their offense. And, and their pitching, their young starters are pretty good, too. It just doesn't. I don't think they've got the bullpen to quite match up with that. And I think that's their problem right now.
9: How far are the uh, wild card are the Blue Jays? Oh, I think Not it was really. about four. I think Chris said about four games. games. I think, I think it's about said. four games. Yeah. yeah, and and we do give out late passes, Jamal.
3: So you know, if you're late, <laughs> but we'll we'll make it good. Yeah. You may make your run well, right in mean, no Yeah,
9: you might have to. But I do. But I do okay. think that. But like I said, I just want to see the White Sox uh, just put the pedals in the middle, stop fooling around. Mm-hmm. As for the NFL, you know, I'm getting a. I'm getting. To begin to feel some sort of way about the Cleveland Browns. What way is it Honestly. good or bad, Jamal? <laughs> it, it, you know, I'm just you know, I have a feeling that these guys might be on the verge of putting putting some stuff together.
3: They could. I mean, you'll you yeah. don't have to see. They did very well last year, but did they overachieve? You just don't know. Just don't yeah. know. I kind of like them to win that division this year. Hey,
7: yeah,
6: and, well, remember. you've got to consider Pittsburgh played above their heads last year, and yeah. you're not, the Steelers aren't going to be that No,
7: big, I think they're going to be third in that division. It, yeah.
6: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Okay, we'll see. All
3: right, All right Jamal.
6: Thanks, Jamal. Uh-huh.
3: Okay, so, Sean, uh, for college football, if uh, no more calls, right, Perry? Correct.
6: Okay. We don't
5: have any all more right. calls, do you, Bill? All, all right, <laughs> college college football. Yeah, all hey, right, Baylor got all...
3: punished finally, but it sounded like a slap on the wrist to me. Yeah,
5: <laughs> basically, yeah. It's, I mean, this just. All right. Baylor got basically fine uh, reduction uh, recruiting visits. And here's the NCAA's logic. They said, although, yes, we can see that there are illegalities, improprieties going on as far as uh, assaults and rape and cover up and misconduct. We do not see NCAA violations of that. Remember, this all happened with Penn State because, remember, originally they, they were going to punish Penn State, then they gave them everything back and went, well, legally, those aren't NCAA violations. They did the same thing to Penn State, if you remember. And so they just got slack on the wrist. And, you know, but anyway, other college football stuff. Of course, we got the uh, AP Top 25 came out yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama one, Clemson 2, Oklahoma 3. Ohio State four, Georgia five, Notre Dame six, Texas A&M seven. Those two are flip-flopping the coaches' poll. Iowa State is eight, just like they're in the coaches. Cincinnati comes in number nine. They were not. They were at like eleven in the coaches, and North Carolina, who was nine in the coaches, they're ten in the AP poll. So, and the AP poll, I put take a little more stock in because we all know those coaches aren't voting on their own. They're not doing their no. own. No, no the
4: SID vote. Nor- <laughs> normally, it's an SID, and yeah. I've heard in some cases that secretaries even do it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard. Yes, I have. So, I mean, that came out. And then, of course,
5: now, the latest in realignment, (laughs) this came out this weekend, according to the Athletic. Uh, Commissioners of the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and this surprises me, the ACC are all talking about an alliance working together. I'm kind of surprised the ACC wasn't. except Jim Phillips, their uh, commissioner, I think, was president at Northwestern. Or something before so maybe that's a little bit so they're talking about some sort of scheduling
4: alliance yeah. with those three and they've already
3: got a little alliance in basketball with the big 10 anyway every year so that's you know yeah and, little, but they're talk, well
4: yeah they're talking yeah. it also sounds like that the, the at least for now the uh, big 12 Pac 12 big 10 and acc to kind of yell at the sec about what they're doing have said at least for the time being they will vote no on the 12 team playoff well and a bit but it also but what
5: sounds like they're talking about this and they're excluding these big twelve teams. So it sounds like maybe they're thinking we don't want to we don't want to go get a Kansas and Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, if West Virginia. Sounds like no, we don't we don't need them. We can do our own little alliance. What
3: I think you could do we'll, with those three conferences, if you had a thing you could do a thing like ACC and Big Ten one year where they all play on the same weekend, you know, like the basketball. Play the same weekend, yeah. you know, your 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 teams that match up, your eights and eights and sixes and sixes or whatever play you know and go back and forth just leave that as a blank game like you do in basketball and then the third conference game, you know so big big Ten ACC then the pac 10 big Ten then the pac 10 ACC yeah. you know that kind of thing and do because, it that way every well, three they years might that'd, do things
5: like that or, or well, cool. they'll just they'll agree that they schedule each other and remember all three of these are relatively new commissioners. These are all right. three because this commissioner with the Big Ten, we all remember him screwing that up with, the, uh, you know, last year with uh, the, we're not going to play, oh, now we're going to play, and then the yeah. Pac-12 kind of go along, and the ACC just, like I said, I'm surprised the ACC is going along with them because ACC, you know, they're they're an ESPN one, but they could just be, t- like I said, I think that's because the commissioner has a relationship with Northwestern. Art, Cole, well, yeah. well,
3: I think well, ACC and I did think... about the best of, you know, of just sticking to attending their knitting, not, worrying about what the the other conferences were doing and just did their thing, you know, and did pretty well with it too compared to I think in a
4: lot of cases though, I think the the other conferences out there, maybe with the exception of the AAC, which it sounds like they want to add maybe some teams, but it sounds like the the other teams were uh, everything was fine with realignment and the SEC had to go and do something, so uh, there is a little bit of, and I think the conferences all agree, they're a little bit upset with the SEC for starting this up again. Yeah, yeah, but I think,
5: well, but I'm, I'll am i guarantee you, if Texas and Oklahoma, if the Big Ten had been a deal, oh, they'd
4: yeah. have been all over Texas. Sure. They'd have been right there. Oh, I'm sure, that, the I'm sure they would have. And, 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 the and, and then, to be fair, the other conferences would have done the same thing. To them. And it they'd also doesn't
3: mean they. that you don't ultimately yeah. get these things done because then you say, you know, the ACC and the and the Big Ten and them say, oh, we're not always, uh, SEC, yeah. we don't really like this. And then they, well, what would, what would get you to, to like it? You know, what would you, what kind of a deal, well, maybe get a little well, higher? percentage than you might have gotten before of the but deal. A, you know? And it
5: sounds like sounds like the Big Ten is bringing the Pac-12 along because, oh, we've had this oh, long-time relationship yeah. with them. And even oh, though yeah. we don't really want them, but we'll bring little brother along because the Pac-12 and Big 12, honestly, have. I mean, Big 12 has had better on-field, but as far as the way the Big 12 and the Pac-12 have been run the last few years under the Larry Scott era and Bob Olby very, the two most dysfunctional Conferences, you know, out there, and so it's just, you know, Pac-12 was the last effort, was the last uh, idea for. uh, Actually, from what I understand, it was not even on the table for Texas and Oklahoma. It was SEC. Big Ten and ACC were, were the ones on the table. So mm-hmm. but yeah, so that little that little thing came out by the athletic, but of course the conferences are all saying are not saying anything. So
3: And then we that had a sure. name we have a name change coming up for Valpo, Valpo Rezo is going to change oh. from the Crusaders to the Beacons. The only beacons I ever remember we had a an ill-fated soccer team. We used to have a soccer team or two every year and they'd go, I mean, <laughs> go and go. we had the Boston Beacons for a year that played it over yeah. at B U. So that's the only team I ever heard of called the Beacons, and, but they would rather the be that than choosing. the Crusaders.
5: They're doing this because they're afraid that somewhere down the line, now this has not happened, that someone may go, oh, there are organizations such as the Klan, the Black Panthers, others, and other organizations that have used crusades for their own, you know, like, just get, get in and put it in a negative connotation, even though the Crusades, you look religious Crusades, that's why they were called Crusaders. That's right. You know, yeah, well, that uh, Holy most
3: Cross people in a little tough spot here. Holy Cross is, I think, kind of have to be the Crusaders, their Holy Cross. You know, yeah. what can you yeah. do?
4: Right. Well, most people, I don't know what they do in Indiana, Bill, but. Uh, most people that I hear talk about Valparaiso, they don't even they don't call them the Crusaders anyway. For a long, Valpo. for many He's many years, they just said Valpo.
3: Valpo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, which sounds like a dog food to me. Yeah, but that's,
4: yeah me.
2: that's right. Yeah, Valpo. <laughs> so, okay. Alpo, what's the difference?
3: So any any anyway, any more uh, football? Uh, no, I college football pretty oh, good you. okay the nhl we had a couple of uh, things we found out that troy murray it was diagnosed with cancer he's a, from the blackhawks radio crew he's the color man on the radio with john weidman and he's been uh, diagnosed we don't know what kind of cancer it is uh and then uh, joe thornton got picked up by florida so it's the 24th year and uh, it's a, a one-year deal so that florida was a contender so that's maybe good for jumbo joe we'll see what happens with that and i think that's all the hockey we had right robert well, I think we lost him. We could have lost Robert, but anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we'll move on to the NBA then. And uh, so we have, uh, let's see. For we, uh, David found us, and I think this is the only NBA item we have. The top uh, salaries for the the players uh, this year. Number ten is Clay Thompson with thirty seven point nine million. Nine is Paul George with thirty nine point three. Eight is uh, Damian Lillard, 39.3, and obviously it's 350, 375, whatever. That's why it would be the same. Seven is Giannis with 39.3 as well. Number six is LeBron with uh, 41.2. Number five is Kevin Durant, 42 million. You know, and we do, it's always funny about hockey. They signed him to $7 million. How could they do that? You know, I mean, yeah. NBA players getting all this money. Yeah. The difference in TV money. Number four is uh, Russell Westbrook with 44.2. Number three is John Wall of the Wizards, 44.3. Number two is James Harden with 44.3. And number one is Steph Curry at forty-five point eight. So there you go. Yep. So that's it for the NBA. Joel, and uh, did you have any other NHL uh, items, Joel, uh, Robert? But, yeah. Beyond what uh, Joel Embiid. Joel
6: Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He
5: signed a four-year max deal with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, yep. Yeah.
6: It, it's one hundred ninety-six million, and he's got to, with if you add it with his existing contract, that means he's going to make two hundred sixty-one. So. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And there's and a he, lot of people and, that just uh, don't think that don't think that's a real good. He's very injury-prone. He's very injury-prone. Since 2014, when he came into the league, I think his highest number of games is 61. Yeah.
6: Yep.
8: Okay.
6: Well, I guess they would rather keep Embiid and not Simmons. So, you know, I don't well, know. Well, if
3: they can get rid of Simmons. Simmons yeah, is yeah, not going to be take. easy to get rid of. Yeah. No. You know. So uh, so we had a trade uh, today in the NBA with uh, Patrick Beverly and uh, Rajon Rondo going uh, Dude, from...
5: Well, that actually, that trade was yesterday. That trade was about a day Couple and a half ago. Yeah. I yeah. had yeah. Beverly, Rajon Rondo to uh, Memphis for Eric Bledsoe. And, right. and today... Today turned around and traded Beverly to Minnesota. Minnesota for a couple scrubs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, who knows what all that is. And every team has their, again, their cap things. Yeah. And sometimes they're waiting for something they think is they've got on the on the fire. And, you know, like there's rumors around here, and I haven't heard much about it lately, uh, about Marcus Smart being traded for maybe a shooting guard because they got a defensive guard in an earlier trade. Well, so, oh, speaking,
6: speaking of Marcus Smart, yesterday they signed him
4: to a $77 million yeah. extension for yeah. four more years
3: okay then maybe not
4: all right and, and, uh, uh, breaking and, news, and uh breaking news just coming across former pittsburgh pirates pitcher felipe vasquez has been sentenced to two to four years in prison for sexual contact with a minor okay. yeah
6: uh right. also uh speaking of the celtics they signed dennis Schroeder. Well,
4: uh, oh Schreuder. 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 Schreuder.
6: yeah. 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 Uh, the, mm-hmm. And get this, this guy's a complete idiot. Not, <laughs> not not he's not an idiot for joining the Celtics, but he's a complete idiot because the Lakers offered him $80 million for a five-year deal, and he turned it down, and he signed a one-year deal with Boston six million, for yeah. like $5.9 million. Yeah,
3: Bet on himself and lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Okay. And uh, he was a pretty good player with the Hawks. I remember him a couple, three years ago. Yeah. yeah. He, he could help. Okay. So tennis, we had um, – Roger Federer announcing that he is going to not be playing in the U.S. Open. He's going to have another knee operation, so out for the Open. And and his
6: his career might be over.
3: Right. He says he's got a glimmer of hope that the best thing for him to do is to have the operation now, to give it a try to have a hope, and also to improve his walking and his life for the future. Right. So, uh, you know, basically he's not won too many, uh, uh, you know, all, uh, most of his titles were won between 2003 and 2010. The last Grand Slam was the 18 Australian Open. So That's he's correct. 40 years old. So, you yeah. know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So. And then an interesting track meet, I guess, coming up uh, this week. The uh, what's her name? Chikari Richardson will race. Uh, Richardson will, yeah. will race uh, race some Jamaican. Uh, the people who won the medals in the uh, you know she was suspended because of marijuana use, and she so she was not able to be in the Olympics. So she's going to run in the Prefontaine Classic, and that's uh, I don't know. Even Rick might remember the name Steve Prefontaine. Oh yeah, He yeah. yeah. is a track star, and yep. I didn't remember that he was killed May thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five, in a car crash. Oh, really? He was on seventy uh, twenty-four. He had been fourth in the Olympics in seventy-two. But I'm sure he would have been in the uh, Olympics in Montreal in seventy-six if that hadn't happened to him. But he—they've uh, got a had a classic uh, every you know an outdoor the biggest track outdoor track meet that there is, and that's yep. going to be this weekend. It's going to be on NBC. So people, can, if they want to see some good uh, uh, races this weekend with those, those sprinters, the top three Olympians from Jamaica, and then you know uh, uh, Chakari uh, Richardson. So there you go. Yep. So that'll be kind of cool. All right, Robert. Let's see if you can try to keep it there a couple minutes for boxing yeah, I, know. I know things are you know the way they are at boxing they're always yeah. Kind of topsy-turvy
6: yeah well uh first of all on the canelo front let's just update you quickly uh it looks like that's going to be signed filled and delivered for fox in november they would like to make the announcement on saturday so contracts can get done in time we'll see if that occurs speaking of saturday Uh, Manny Pacquiao was supposed to fight Earl France. Well, uh, thank God these days fighters have to go through physicals before fights. Uh, Well, they showed up in Nevada last week, and Earl took his physical on Monday, and he failed because he's got a torn retina, and uh, so he immediately had to fly back to Dallas and have immediate surgery, which that has already been completed. As the doctors say that as long as uh, he does what he's supposed to, he'll make a full recovery. But because of that, your Dennis Ugas will be fighting Manny Pacquiao. And a lot of people don't know who he is. Uh, he's the uh, current WBA a welterweight champion. Pacquiao had that title two years ago, but since he hadn't fought in two years, uh The WBA, who's been making a lot of mistakes in boxing lately, did the right thing and gave Ugas his title, and he was supposed to make a defense this weekend on the undercard, but his fighter that he was going to fight dropped out because of injury, so now Ugas gets to step in and fight Pacquiao, and he's from Cuba, he's 35 years old, his record is... 26-4 26 and 4 with 12 knockouts. I think this will actually be a better matchup for Manny, and I think Manny will have a chance to win, but we'll find out on Saturday night if that occurs, and that'll be in Las Vegas. And for those that are interested, that's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on Fox pay per view. And I'm being told the price will be about $75. And that will okay. be, be at the T-Mobile Arena. So. All right. There and we I'll, go. I'll, I'll update everybody yeah. on Tuesday what happens. So. Okay. And you'll be recapping more, it on the Ringside Reporter Podcast. That's guests, correct. Yeah.
4: A little bit yeah. more, Chris, on this um – Felipe Vasquez he pleaded guilty yeah. to 15 such crimes. Wow. And he got 2 to 4 years. He probably got lucky doing that.
3: Yeah. Well, like pleading we yeah. saved a lot of money and a lot of time, that's why they did it, I guess.
6: Well, and uh, and unfortunately, uh, it was with a 13-year-old girl that he got charged with. And apparently he's got a pattern of of going around picking up younger girls. So, he'll be, he'll be a registered sex offender for the rest of his life. Well, and his sure. big league
4: and his Big League career is obviously over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Okay, so I think we're ready for the poll question.
5: All right, and you can call in, like that, dial in on any one of those Zoom numbers and intercode 287-723-4600 in pound key twice, star nine, raise your hand, alt Y on the computer, or the more key on your smartphone. Or you can dial our other number directly in to be on the phone, 317-886-1103, and we can talk about some of the best... I mean, good sports moves, like it could be a team moving somewhere, a, a player move, an ownership change. A league move, which, like I said, you all know, That's in one of my answers. A league move. So let's start off with you, Chris.
3: Okay. Well, I'm just looking at our our teams and going through the history. I think the the best uh, move the Red Sox made in my lifetime is getting John Henry as an owner. Now he, they're not perfect. You know they have issues. They kind of you know talk about people after they've gone and they kind of do things like that. But they are one of the best ownerships. They really modernized.
4: That's the where Jed part. Hoyer learned to do that.
3: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they've. They <laughs> They modernized uh, things, you know. They modernized the ballpark. I mean, who would have thought? Everybody just assumed twenty years ago when they came in. Cause they came in, in two thousand two. So we assumed the thing's going to fall down around their ears. Well, here they're going strong with that ballpark. One hundred nine years, and and uh, people aren't, you know, it's it's cramped, it's small, it's what it is. But they're not complaining about that, you know. It's old, and uh, we used to have the horse troughs to use, and the you know, and the bleachers and all that to go to the bathroom. It's not like that anymore. So I think that was the best move the Red Sox made. And uh, hey, we've got uh, you know what four world championships out of it so we couldn't get them with the yaki regime and the other regimes we had so that was good on that side on the patriots the same thing Uh, bob Kraft buying the patriots that was great for for our whole region you know it it solidified team you know and of course they had drafted tom brady who knew anything about him Uh, that hadn't happened yet of course that was in 2000 that really put it over the top and hiring belichick you have to say whether he's a pain in the butt 20 22 years at an nfl team he's got to be getting close to some records other, other than maybe just behind alice i might might be getting close to Tom Landry and uh, Chuck Noll. I don't know. Have to sit down and find that out. You talking is, about wins? Uh, no, uh, years with the one franchise. Oh, 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 oh. You yes. know, and, yes. uh, you know, we were talking about Knoll, Landry, you know, yeah. people like that, and, and yeah. obviously Alice would have the record. But, you know, so that was a great move. The, the ownership, again, Patriots have a good ownership. And really, uh, they, they do a lot for the community, and they've won all the Super Bowls, and that's great. Basketball, uh, the greatest two things, uh, you know, and we have pretty good ownership, too. But the best things were the, the – uh, The uh, Bill Russell trade, of course, uh, you know, trading Cliff Hagan, you could not have a black. The obvious person to pick was Bill Russell. The Hawks couldn't do that. They were in St. Louis. He was black can't do it not going to work in st louis in 1956 so you know red, red was there said we can do it here they did it and not that it was easy for bill here unfortunately there's enough knuckleheads around here too but uh you know you couldn't have even had him play in st louis so sent cliff hagan who was a, a prospect and a good player for the Hawks, sent him over there and then robert what happened in 1980 uh, <laughs> oh 81? my god yeah no
6: it was 1980 80, uh, yeah yeah uh, we, we traded got Robert it, Parrish and the, we draft traded Robert into, and the rights to Kevin McHale, Kevin for,
3: McHale for Joe, Joe Barry. Yeah, 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 Joe Barry. Right.
6: Yeah.
3: And of course, picking up Larry Bird the year before. So yeah. Red made two wonderful moves and in, in two years in a row in those two off seasons, getting Larry Bird, drafting him early, and wow. then getting uh, Robert, Kevin, and uh, you wow. know, again, the rest was history there. Thank and in hockey, me, thank you very and much. hockey with the Bruins, <laughs> it's all about it's all about the Espositos this week. we're going to be talking about Tony, and we're going to talk about first the Montreal bad move for letting tony go but the bruins great move for getting uh, tony and you know spread danfield and and uh, kenny hodge from chicago for they got uh,
5: phil right
3: uh, yeah. they got phil yeah they got sure. uh, yeah phil Phil, Kenny Hodge and Fred Stanfield for uh, Gilles Marat, and uh, oh man, I can't even, uh, Norris, a goaltender, and I forget who the uh, forward, there was a forward involved. Uh, Pitt Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Pitt Martin. Yeah. So, you know, just journeymen, really. And they got three really good players and, uh, you know, set them up uh, to go on to go with Bobby Orr and win the Stanley Cup that they won. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, so Blackhawk made a horrible move there, but then you got to give them credit for making a great move, to and Montreal making a horrible move, even though they ended up happy with Dryden, but to lose Tony Esposito and, and that's at the black. They didn't have much talent other than him, but he kept them in a lot of games. That's for sure. So that's the ones I can think of for, uh, for our area. Rick. Okay. It
7: doesn't well,
5: have to be in your area. Folks.
3: No, but no. I, that's what I wanted to do. So
5: yeah. that's
3: what I
7: did. Okay. The, uh, the Well, Chris took the two trades I was going to talk about, um, Parrish parish, McHale and then oh. the Phyllis Vizito one. Um, other than that, moves, I, I, you know, of course, I'm big into football. And you were mentioning Belichick, Chris, and the crafts and stuff. But I still don't think Parcells gets the credit that he deserves in this area. Because right. he he established that Patriots team before Belichick got there. That team was a joke before that. Yeah. And for some reason around here, the fans, they just – I mean, Parcells is up like every year to get put in the Patriots Hall of Fame, and he never gets in. But the fans don't vote for him because they – for some reason, these fans think that if, if you're in favor of Parcells, you're against Belichick. That's ridiculous. And I don't – yeah, I know. Um, the other moves—the the whole thirty for thirty—the two bills. If you really
8: yeah. need
3: that, yeah, yeah and they—they they respect each other. I mean, they're not buddies, but they respect yeah. each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there was there was hard feelings that when
7: Belichick
8: first came here, but yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Um, the other one, the, the
7: other ones I have are league moves with the NFL. Of course, I go way back. So, so just the AFL and the NFL merger. Yeah. You know, of course, setting up the Super Bowl. You know, establishing Monday Night Football. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to me, the greatest thing ever in sports is the red zone channel. That I oh. still can't, I still can't believe we're allowed to do that with no commercials. You know, all those,
5: all those people, all those that guy companies. must have a catheter. That guy must <laughs> have a catheter in him. He's there for seven hours.
7: Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, I remember there was a. Um, there was a, a radio sports guy here that went ap- after the Red Zone first started. They'd been around for a few weeks, and he kept talking about how great it was. And one day he says, he says, you know, this thing is so great that every time I'm sitting there watching it on a Sunday, I expect any minute to a car to screech into my driveway and, like, four guys get out with suits and arrest me for watching
4: this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's about all I have and well, we have Oops. we have some uh callers already so this is a popular run apparently we will okay. get to yeah. uh when we get done we'll get to david usf and then al uh we'll get to him too in that order mm-hmm. so uh and then anybody else right. who wants to get in but uh i guess i would say firstly as far as you know the bulls getting jordan i don't i don't think you can make anything that that didn't work that worked out really well for them oh, yeah. Um, yeah and in the in the cubs of course i think the anybody owning the team even though uh, Tom Ricketts, I think, has uh, made a lot of errors later on. I think uh, getting the Cubs worked out, you know, because we got the World Series, some of the the Aroldis Chapman trade, I mean, yeah, you gave up Gleyber Torres. That one, I think we would say that one worked. Um, and then, of course, back in the day, it didn't help you win any World Series or anything. But, boy, getting Andre Dawson, basically, oh, yeah. you know, he was a, with Cub fans, he was a star. Other than Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson was a was a hero with a lot of Cub fans. So that is also very popular. But uh, those are a couple for me, and I'll, I'll be brief because I know we have some callers. So, Bill, we'll turn it over uh, to
2: you. Right, and I'll be brief, too. Uh, one of them, of course, was the Pacers selling the rights to Larry Bird that has to be right up there is one of the worst thing. The Reds trading Frank Robinson to the Baltimore Orioles for Mel oh, Pampas. Yeah. Oh my God.
3: But you're That's doing bad moves. Not a a negative. Negative. <laughs> All
2: right. But good moves were the Pacers going with the ABA teams into the NBA. And my last one will be the Colts being swiped out from Baltimore. Uh, was probably... Now that
4: was a big story, if you remember it. Right. That was a big yeah, story. Well, that in was the a big, night. big, big story. Yeah, I mean, the they moved everything in the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Was... After they had lost Elway, right after they had lost Elway. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. 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 And by the way,
4: Robert, when we get to you, then uh, Jerry, you're all you're in you're behind Al, so uh, you're third uh, behind. We, got, we, we got Sean, too. We got so... Sean, but, but no, once no, we get but past David,
3: Al, and Jerry. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah,
6: okay. Okay. So. Um, okay. For mine. Uh, Uh, you have to remind me about this, but yeah, Chris, uh, one of the worst moves I ever experienced is Robert Parrish, who I actually met in person. What a nice guy. That's what Uh, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I I met, I met him. uh, I went to a Warriors Knicks game and uh, I happened to be sitting, you know, down towards the court and he came over and talked to me and gave me a bunch of autographs. uh, One of the nicest guys I ever met. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was very disappointed that he got shipped off to Boston. For Joe, barely cares. It's like you know what a what a contrast. Uh, and of course, that did not work out for the, But as far as the Warriors, uh, they got the best ownership around here. Uh, as far as all the barrier teams, Joe Lacob and Peter uh, Huber, they 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 spend money. They you know, uh, they're, way, they're way, way over the salary cap, way over the luxury tax. See, in the NBA, you can go over the salary cap, but then you've got to pay more in the luxury cap as a luxury tax. And the Warriors, they don't care. They'll, they'll pay whatever is necessary because they want a top-notch team on the floor. And they have a the brand-new arena, which they will finally get to use this year, hopefully at full capacity. Although in the Bay Area, uh, even though the Giants are doing as well as they're doing, only like 20,000 people are showing up a night at, at Oracle Park, and that's very unusual for the Giants as well as their plan.
3: Is that and, because of the weather or what's going on?
6: No, I, it's because of COVID. The people are afraid. They, they're, the Giants have not had a crowd over 30,000 this year. The, See, a lot uh, of, You know,
3: people sort of put us with the Bay Area, but it's, it's been a lot of younger people and stuff at Fenway. Now, now they only drew like 28,000 or so with the Orioles, but that's the Orioles. Uh, they, if, if, they were, if the Red Sox playing as well as the Giants, they'd be banging it out every night here. Yeah. I uh,
6: I, I, yeah, but they've been talking about that a lot in the Bay Area radio. That they don't understand why people aren't going to the Giants games.
4: You know, uh, Ed and, Coleman and uh, Wayne Rendazzo were talking about that last night. That they didn't understand why people weren't showing up either. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, and, and the only excuse that people in the Bay Area can make is well, people must be worried about COVID, you know. Because, because well, Wayne, I know, Wayne, said if they, Wayne
4: said if they allowed him to show up, he would have been there.
5: Yeah. Well, I no. think well, a lot of it's the fires, too, I think. Well, well I think yeah,
4: the Bay Area is really not
6: getting affected. I mean, the air quality no. in the Bay Area is much better than it is where I live. Yeah. I mean,
3: and, that's yeah. why I compared. We're very health conscious around here as a general population, as is the Bay Area. But I yeah. think they're just overdoing it.
5: But you're yeah. knowing how to manage it and still go to the games in yeah. your area. You're, you're going and managing doing the math when you have to and doing what you need to do well and if you crowd, go to oracle
4: park i mean let's be honest you're outside yeah yeah, yeah so it should be any, pretty any safe. other any other ones robert uh,
6: um oh well let's see um and, and i i think the raiders move is going to work out overall uh, they finally have a home of their own they they don't have to share with a baseball team anymore um uh, and I think, they're, I think they're finally going to get the support that they've actually deserved to get during their entire existence. Uh, I think even though I hate it as a Raider fan and I use, I, grew, I grew up going to games and stuff like that, I, I hate it for somebody like me. But I think for the team itself, it's going to work out better for them being in Las Vegas. And the same thing very, very, very well may happen for the Oakland A's. If they move to Vegas, I think they'll get the, the same kind of support. Um, both both of my teams, who I root for, the Raiders and the A's, have have basically been in bad situations, and maybe Las Vegas is going to be the cure
5: eventually for both of them. Sean, all right. Well, few that I was thinking of. Number one, of course, uh, this you know, Bill brought up the Colts. I was sick of Pat Bowlen getting Robert Ursay drunk yeah. after there was about to be a deal with Cowboys for John Elway for Danny White and Jim. Uh, Oh, Jim Jeffcoat and I forget who else. And this was confirmed by Gil Brand. He had it with the GM. Worked out, but Bolin got Ursay drunk and basically got—I mean, he got Elway for a steal yeah. for what he traded. So that was a good one. You brought up Herschel Walker for the fifth for all the players with Minnesota, basically building the Cowboys' early '90s Jimmy Johnson yep. dynasty. Yep. I think of that one. And the other one I think of. This is the whole NFL. Moving to the fledgling Fox network, I mean, Fox was only a six, seven-year-old network, and look what they did with the innovations with the NFL, putting it in all the stuff. Like you brought up the red zone, things like that came out of what Fox added to the game with the scores and, you know, with the time there on it. And, you know, it, it kind of, because the NFL was just kind of, it was just kind of stale, just kind of there, but Fox jumped in, so the NFL signing with Fox. it, It changed not just the way the NFL was broadcast, it changed the way TV in general covered
3: sports. Well, you know, also the AFL, I want to give them credit for going to NBC in 64. The ABC was, coverage was good. They did the best they could, but they had a smaller network, wasn't in, weren't in all cities. They were number three, and they had some good shows, too, that people watched, but if you didn't have an affiliate, you didn't have an affiliate, and there were a lot of places that only had two channels. When they went to NBC, you know, and, and they brought Kurt Gowdy and Paul Christman with them and everything and did it that way, that Ooh. really put the AFL in position well, to merge, so got to get you know, the AFL and, there.
5: Yeah, And right around, when the NFL went to Fox, remember, Rupert Murdoch and his and uh, News Corp, they bought they bought affiliates in some of these uh, places. Like they bought the Austin CBS affiliate, the Dallas CBF affiliate, a few others, and Fox moved to some mainstream, you know, some more mainstream affiliates, and then CBS was flipped over to other places. Because I remember it happened on a on a Sunday because there was a golf tournament. It was on our one channel, on Channel 7 on Saturday, and then it was on CBS 42 KI yeah. the next day because today it flipped Saturday night at midnight. Now, you know, it caused, the Fo- it caused the Fox Network to get on some – Pretty powerful stations, well it also the hit country. at the time
3: that CBS was being sold. you remember that group W bought CBS and a lot of team uh, people defected at that point, some of the channels and
5: now, yeah CBS. And, that, and, wow. and you know yeah, they all defected cbs CBS had picked up the s e c after that, and you know, but i mean it, it changed the way sports was covered. On television i think but that's mm-hmm. those are things that i can take it let's go to okay, david
4: what we're going to do is david if you want to unmute we'll hear you now al if you want to unmute while david is talking and then we'll be ready for you when he's done and then jerry when al starts if you want to unmute when he's talking we'll be ready for you when he's done so uh, david uh, go ahead uh, hey gentlemen i have something unrelated do you want to come back to me later no, oh, no
8: Go no, ahead. go ahead go ahead Okay, the NBA just released um, both their opening week and Christmas Day TV schedule. Oh, okay. Uh, our, okay, each uh, uh, the, the, the doubleheader games are seven thirty and ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, start, starting off Tuesday, October nineteenth, the Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks good. and the Golden State Warriors at Los Angeles Lakers on That's TNT. Good yep. Good. Okay. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday October twenty. The Boston Celtics at the New York Knicks and Denver Nuggets at Phoenix Suns on ESPN. Okay. Thursday, October 21st, Dallas Mavericks at the Atlanta Hawks and the LA Clippers at the Golden State Warriors on TNT. And Friday, October 22nd, the Brooklyn Nets at the Philadelphia 76ers. And Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Lakers on ESPN. So that's the opening, opening week TV schedule uh-huh. for Christmas Day. Here we go with Christmas Day. The Atlanta Hawks at the New York Knicks at noon on ESPN. <laughs> Followed by the Boston Celtics at the Milwaukee Bucks at 2.30 on ABC. We only may win 12 games. We're going to be on Christmas anyway. know <laughs> <the> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next game, Golden State Warriors at the Phoenix Suns at 5 o'clock on ABC. Okay. Um, followed by the Brooklyn Nets at the Los Angeles Lakers at 8 o'clock on both ABC and ESPN. And finally, the Dallas Mavericks at the Utah Jazz at 10.30 on ESPN. That's it. Okay.
5: All right. Okay. Thank you, I Thank knew you. Thank we you,
8: Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank problem. out sometime this afternoon, so yeah.
5: Right. Stay tuned so for the Al, death.
8: This is uh, all your handiwork
3: coming to the yeah. floor. All right,
5: Al. Uh, go, go ahead, Al.
3: Al. I thought David would be going to at the floor.
10: Anyway, good <laughs> afternoon, gentlemen.
3: <laughs> good afternoon.
10: Good afternoon. Well, in fact, I... I Forgot that you got changes not until I turned off about five thirty Eastern.
3: <laughs> oh, that, that hour and a half was the best one we ever did.
10: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, a couple more things. I'm going to keep it brief. I here go to them. But anyway, uh, the Cleveland Indians, back in 1991, I believe it was, Dick Jacob bought the team. Yeah. Phillips Stadium opened up in April of
8: 1994. Mm-hmm. Seattle uh, Mariners,
10: right? Fenella Company, and he got us into World Series '95. We would have been in the World Series '94, but the strike messed us up. Got us uh, in the playoffs from '95 all the way through 2001. What a great team.
3: Well, one of the things you missed in that first hour and a half was we stuck a fork in the Indians for being done this year. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't
10: believe it. And then <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm sorry that he called the team. He was great owner. Uh guy that we have now, uh, he started out great. Got us in the uh, 2016 World Series. Yeah. And after that, starting uh, in 2018, things were downhill a little
3: bit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to happen. And the worst move, we, we just uh, Bill was talking about a couple of, you know, when they traded Rocky Colavito, they lost a lot of fans in 1960. I know that. Oh, yeah. Even though they got Harvey Keene, who was a batting champion, they right. still lost a lot of fans. Was only Rocky was one of the happened. favorite players of the Indians.
10: I was only eight that
3: happened. I know, but I, it, I remember they – and then later in the year, they traded managers. That was pretty cool. Joe yeah. Gordon and Jimmy Dice got traded by the Tigers and the Indians, too. So, it was kind Cavaliers, of a crazy year for them. You know, Trader Frank, Frank Lane, that's what they called him. Oh,
10: yeah. And then the Cavaliers, their uh, ownership – Got mm-hmm. the Championship in 16 and still around. But, uh, you know, money is is the key issue. Money is. The key it
3: issue. is. Hopefully, oh, the Browns have stable ownership. ownership now. They've got some players and they've got a coaching staff. Hopefully, the ownership won't mess it up. I know there's been some talk about different owners the Browns have had and they've come back in the league. But hopefully, they won't get messed up now.
8: And before
10: okay. I go, uh, I mentioned you, uh, uh, Chris. Uh, I uh, looked up Joe Patiglio and his entire career. Oh yeah. Did you read his, uh, oh, you yeah. read his uh, autobiography? Is
3: that available? I, it should be because I think that Perkins did it, so it should be on. You know how Bard has a local um, information book. I think yeah. that they did one, so I'm, I'm pretty, and he may even read it. I I don't know. I bet he did. I know he read. We had a PA guy, Carl Bean, who died uh, uh, in a car accident, and he read that book. Uh, Carl Bean was reading, it, and he finished it for him. So wow. he's done work for the library. So I think he probably read it. He may have read his own book.
10: Right. Okay.
1: So I'll let you guys move on, and i uh, will be uh,
9: our time next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the <we>
1: call, <laughs> uh, Jerry. Okay. Uh, Well, a couple of things. Firstly, I agree with Robert. I think the uh, Raiders move to Las Vegas is going to be a better thing for them, and it's good to have a home of your own, and, you know, that's great. Secondly, I think the Phillies are much improved now that they have new management this year, and, uh, you know, I I commend them for that.
6: Well, Joe Girardi is a hell of a manager, so Philadelphia did good by getting him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. And uh, let's see. Uh, the Pirates, I'm fairly Disgusted with them, I'll listen to the Altoona Curve more <laughs> Oh, I have a listen, question hey, hey
4: Jerry, listen to the i you can still do those Trivia questions
1: Yeah, yeah I'm able to do that um, Where can I get the South Bend Team, because uh, their general Manager is from here Indiana, PA, his name's Mike Ryan
4: um, I don't know Jerry, I will see if I can find that for you If I can find okay. it, I'll let you know
1: Okay, thank you
4: Okay all right. Any more calls? Any,
1: any other calls? Um, we mean, don't have any.
4: Nope. Nope. That's right. it, Chris. Right. Go okay. ahead. The first instead of the – We're now ready double, for the
3: 13th. Yes, instead of the first of a doubleheader, <laughs>
4: double Chris is going to give us the first of 13.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Vito Valentinetti, 92 years old. MLB uh, came up in uh, June 20th of 54, and the last uh, game was 5-11-59. One game with the White Sox in 54, he pitched the ninth inning against the Yankees, and he gave up six runs in that inning. So he went down to the minors for a while. And then, uh, so, and and the, let's see, so he pitched for 56-57 50, with Cleveland, 57 Detroit, 58 Washington, 58 and 59, Uh uh, Washington at 58 and 59. He started 15 of 108 games. He had 257 innings, 13 and 14, 4.73 ERA, and uh, 96 strikeouts, and then three saves, and uh, three complete games. And then he, he was a batting practice pitcher longer than that, though, for the uh, Mets from 62 to 82, and the Yankees from uh, – 67 to 86, so in other words, he would go back and forth between Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium. The teams weren't home at the same time. And he, he was a purchase, person, purchasing agent for the uh, New York Supreme Court. So uh, and he was, uh, you know, sound like a nice guy from what the uh, obituary said. Ken Clark, 73 years old, punted for the Portland Storm in the WFL in 74, then the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 75 through 78, Toronto Argonauts in 78, then the Rams in 79, and then uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders from 80 through 83. And the Ottawa Rough Riders, because you know how it is—you got—they didn't have enough names in Canada. Eighty-three through eighty-seven, and the the CFL All-Star in uh, seventy-seven, eighty, eighty-two, and eighty-five, and then ninety-three punts with the Rams for three hundred in uh, seventy-nine, three thousand seven hundred thirty-one yards, and two for two in passing for the Rams, and then uh, thirty-two yards. Uh, let's see. Oh, he played in the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, 22 against Pittsburgh, and they, of course they lost that game. And he was that was uh, Super
6: Bowl 14.
3: Super Bowl of uh, yeah, 14, it yes, yeah, 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 yeah I wrong. Yeah. Yep, yeah. right. And he was the second Canadian to play in a Super Bowl. Royal Girilla did too, uh, for the Steelers in uh, you know the earlier Super Bowls in 75, right. 76, and 79. And uh, and he had died. He had had two strokes, so that's unfortunate. Then we move on to. Tony Esposito, the big uh, man of the week, 78 years old. He, he played in uh, Vancouver in the Western Hockey League. When uh, David said it was W.H.O., I'm like, uh, Vancouver. And then I said, oh, the Western Hockey League from 67 uh, through 68. Then he, uh, then Montreal, 13 games in 68, 69 season and uh, no playoff games because he was uh, backing up Rogie Bashon. Then he went up to, went to Chicago. They were able, in those days, you could, uh, right at the end of training camp, you could only protect a certain number of players. One player would be exposed. You know that you didn't protect. we picked up, ruined, picked up a couple of good players that way too. The bottom players could, uh, teams could pick people up. Uh, they got him in on waivers. He played for the Blackhawks from '69 through '84. He played 886 games, 423, 306, and 1, uh, 151. Now that's must must be his whole pro record because um, right. that added up to more games. Right. Uh, you know, as I said, it doesn't add up. He had a 2.92 goals against average, 906. Percentage and then 99 playoff game, games. He was 45 and 53. Uh, so one, he didn't get a decision. 3.07 and a, a 903 percentage. He was Tony O. Then the Hall of Fame. Uh, he, he got in the Hall of Fame in '88, and then uh, his '35 was retired by the Blackhawk on September, uh, November 20th of '88. He did get the cup for the Canadiens '69 as the backup goalie. Never got one for the Blackhawks Calder, but he won the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year in '70 and the Vezina Trophy, trophy in '70. Uh, and then uh, he also won the Vezina in '72 and '74. He was an NHL All-Star '70 70 through '74 and '80. And then uh, then he was uh, he was the uh, oh Pittsburgh GM, but then he only for a year. Then he was fired in '89, uh, and then. And then he's of course the younger brother of Phil by only 14 months. So and then uh, and Phil is still a commentator with Tampa Bay. Tony uh, was a team scout for Tampa Bay, and both Phil and he were fired in 1998. Uh, in 32908, he became ambassador for the Blackhawk, and uh, let's see the 10th overall record for goalies uh, with wins. And uh, he had 76 shutouts. And six in the playoffs, and still a Chicago career leader, and 418 wins and 74 shutouts. And anyway, he had final made the finals in 71 and 73, lost both years to the Canadians, did let in a really soft goal, <laughs> turned that 71 <laughs> game out around. I remember that. And then uh, 15 shutouts as a rookie, which is still a rookie record. So he was the big man of the week as far That's as. That's
6: still an NHL record, Chris, for anybody, whether they're yeah. a rookie or not. So
3: Oh, okay. All right. Then. Yeah. Neil Craig, safety, uh, 73 years old. He played for the Bengals, 71, 73, Buffalo in 74, Cleveland in 75 and 76. Started 68 of uh, 79 games, eight interceptions and two touchdowns and four fumble recoveries. We have uh, Roger Herring, uh, 88 years old, head coach of Wisconsin Lacrosse. And I wasn't listening to what David was saying, and I thought we were talking about a lacrosse coach for a minute, and then I said, oh, yeah, Wisconsin lacrosse. Division two. Div- school, I think. Division three, I think it might be. Oh, wait, we, that yeah, there awesome was three team. at that time. Yeah. 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 He, he was the coach there from 69 through 99. 261 wins, 75 losses, and seven time ties. Led them to 15 conference titles and uh, three championships 85 in IA Division II, and then 92 and 95 Division III. And then uh, the College Hall of Fame in 05, And it's, it's the stadium at w- Wisconsin Lacrosse is named after him. And in 92, he had a 12-0-1 uh, record, and a 14-0 in 1995. Paul Brewster, 85 years old, years old Austin P head coach, football again. The assistant, 81 through 87. The head, 88 through 99. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, let's see, uh, I'm, getting, I'm seeing figures here, but I'm not understanding what they are, so we're just going to skip them. He yeah. died unexpectedly. Uh, uh, and he's from Clarksville uh, oh Austin P's in Clarksville Tennessee and the uh, fifth uh, largest city in Tennessee which I didn't know. Johnny Groth now this is one that I heard mentioned on the Red Sox game and then I asked David to look it up and he did 95 years old I remember this guy center fielder uh, he died on August 7th and it wasn't reported until the 13th. Played for the Tigers in 46 through 52. The Browns St. Louis Browns 53. The White Sox 54 through 55 Washington 55. Kansas the 56 and 57 back with the tigers 57 through 60 and then um he only played uh more than 100 games in six of 15 seasons so basically your fourth or fifth outfielder 1248 games he had 279 now you know you still had to hit uh, fairly well for an average even to stay in the league so 279 nowadays you'd be almost yeah. getting a statue that's uh, right pretty much 1064 hits Sixty home runs and four hundred eighty-six RBIs. I think there's a little more on Johnny Growth. Oh yeah, speaking of growth, he had kids left and right. We'll see <laughs> uh, Okay, he uh, grew up near uh, Wrigley Field. Then after retirement, moved uh, to Palm Beach and managed an A-ball for the, for two years, and then a scout for Milwaukee and Atlanta Braves, and then St. Louis, and retired in uh, at ni- uh, in uh, in ninety. Had eleven children and uh, for, with his wife of seventy-two years, Betty. He had nine. Uh, girls, and two boys. 29 grandchildren and uh, nine great-grandchildren, so pretty amazing. That's growth for you. Uh, Russ Washington, 74 years old, defensive tackle and then offensive tackle for San Diego Chargers, defensive line first uh, two years. Uh, Let's see, he went to college at Missouri and a fourth pick in the 68 draft. That was the year of OJ and uh, Leroy Keyes. I don't know who got picked third, but he was the fourth pick by San Diego. He played uh, there 68 through 82, five-time pro bowler, 74, 75, 77 through seventy. And then, uh, let's see, he's in the San Diego Hall of Fame, uh, got in there in 95, started 196, uh, 200 games. That's pretty good. Seven uh, recoveries. And then Offensive Lineman of the Year in 77. Uh, and he owned a car wash after uh, retired. And uh, uh, Big Rue was his nickname. He was six six and 289 pounds. So that was a Big Rue, all right? Okay. And we are getting there. We have Joe Walton. Uh, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Like Joe, that's where Joe Namath was from, yeah. and uh, he uh, played for Pitt, and then he played for the Redskins for '57 through '60. I didn't even know that, Rick. I just thought he came up with it. I didn't follow yeah, the teams closely. I didn't know Elfman. that either. Yeah, yeah. Then the Giants, '61 through '64. Uh, 61 of 82 games he started he had two 2628 receiving yard 28 touchdowns and the scout for the giants in 65 through 68 and the giants had this weird thing and i know he was their color man but it didn't get in the obituary and these things happened because it was such a they did this giants network that was on stations around and boston stations picked it up a different one and he did color on that network i know he did i think ted brown was the uh, the uh play-by-play guy and this was owned by this guy woody erdman who ended up in jail and everything else i was was mad because we couldn't hear Marty Goodman around here. We did for a while, and then we got him back, but they had this weird giant network, and uh, he was part of that, I think. Ted Brown was a good DJ, but uh, and an okay play-by-play guy. Then he was the wide receiver coach for the Giants from 70, 69 through 73, running backs coach for the Redskins from 74 through 77, offensive coordinator for offensive? Why did I say that? <laughs> this is isn't even hockey. Washington <laughs> offensive coordinator 78 through 80, and then offensive coordinator for the Jets 81 through 82, head for the Jets in 83 through 89, a long time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Of course, that was the um, O'Brien. Uh, what was his name? Uh, O'Brien Ken O'Brien. Kenny O'Brien, yeah. 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 Who was a decent quarterback. Yeah. Offensive quarterback, coordinator for the Steelers, 90 and 91, and head of the Robert Morris team from 94 through 2013. He started uh, the program there. The stadium is named after him, and the school is in Moon Township. I've heard of that when I went gone to Pittsburgh. And uh, his Jets record was. 53 57. Robert Morris was 115, 92, and 1 and uh, not defeated and went undefeated in 2000. We have Dick Shafraff, 84 years old, uh, college, went to college at Ohio State and, and uh, part of the 57 championship Ohio State team. Then he was with the Browns, 59 through 71. One of the best uh, offensive linemen, they say, not in the Hall of Fame. He, of course, was on the 64 championship Browns team. Al knows who he is. Pro Bowl, 70, uh, 63 through 67. Uh, 158 of 170 games, 76 games he started three uh, re- uh, fumbles recovery uh, recovers, and he was a tackle, and of course he was blocking. For, and he called him the Mule. He was blocking for Jim Brown, Leroy Kelly, and Ernie Green. So not bad. Did a good yeah. job. Obviously, the Browns could run the football. That's for sure. Then Washington, uh, in '75 and '77, he was assistant offensive line coach. And then Chaff-Raff, uh was became a state senator, and uh, in in uh, let's see on on. First of January of 87, retired age 15 in 2000, Ohio State Hall of Fame. And then uh, and also a member of the Browns legend. Not in their ring of honor yet. They've got another set up there. And then uh, let's see. And what did he have? Uh, seven uh, children, and 16 grandchildren. Ch- so there you go. We're almost cool. done, folks. Um, but I remember Dick Shafra, great name. Yeah. Rich yeah. Rich Malott, 64 years old, Washington. A lot of Washington uh, Redskins tie-ins with people for the coaches uh, and yeah. different things. He yeah. uh, played linebacker for the Redskins, 79 through 87. Two Super Bowl uh, victories, 17 and 22. Started 91 of 121 games, 13 interceptions, five fumble recoveries. And then we moved to Bo Scott Back to the Browns again, 78, running back. Uh, and then A lot of to,
6: football players this week.
3: There yeah. was. Ottawa, Rough riders uh, in Canada from 64 through 68, and then came to Cleveland 69 through 74. Thing was, apparently they drafted him, and then they must have just held his rights because he went to Canada because he knew he was dealing, like with Kelly and Green and so forth, so he yeah. didn't think he could make it. A 68, great cup, two CFL All-Stars, uh, 65 and 67. Then uh, 54 games in the NFL, I guess, 3,057 yards rushing and 17 touchdowns, 858 receiving yards, and 10 receiving touchdowns. And uh, let's see. Oh, that was that was in Canada, I guess. Cleveland, uh, 41 of 73, 2024 rushing uh, yards, 17 touchdowns, 826 receiving yards and six touchdowns, and played at Ohio State as well, and drafted by the Browns, so went to CF, CFL, uh, and then played with the Browns, 73 74. And then, uh, let's see. And then he became, he got on the staff of the Franklin County Juvenile Court in Ohio, 79 through 04, and he died of a heart attack. And the last one we hardly have any information on John P., 77 years old, a defensive coach until 2015, uh, from 68 to 2015, just listing the teams he coached for. He, rather than David giving us all the years, he went three times with Utah, Long Beach State. Washington Redskins, of course, uh, Philadelphia and Baltimore Stars in the uh, in the USFL, and then uh, New Orleans and Jacksonville, and uh, I, and that's it. And so three times that was, his alma mater was Utah, and so that's why he coached there three times. And that finishes yep. off the record-setting 13 death that occurred. Yeah, in our you actually did it in break.
4: pretty rec- pretty rapid yeah, time. Yeah, that, I, mean, I thought it was going to take a lot
3: longer. I wonder if I beat the uh, with the 13, I beat the 11. We probably don't have records uh, kept for that. <laughs> no, I, well, but anyway, well, we do. We do have one piece
4: all, of news. Was, uh, George okay. Springer of the Blue Jays. George Springer of the Blue Jays headed back to the injured list with a knee sprain. Oh, that's
3: too bad. Boy. He's been out a lot this year, uh, yeah. you know, if I remember. So, that's yep. uh, you know, yeah. and they got a lot of bats, but uh, he's a very good hitter. Right.
4: Yeah. Take it home, Sean. All right.
5: Well, any of you who have just tuned in now, thinking, forgetting that the show had moved, or if you know of anybody who can't listen at our new time of 4 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific, you can download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com or tell your podcatcher place, uh, or type in in your podcatcher Sports Lounge Live, three words or tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572, that's 773-572-3006, option number 9. And we will be back, like I said, next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern, right after Immigrant, so we will see you then.